Hi, welcome to Nollywood Film Club. I am Mr. C of Rioko Critic. I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, so we're d doing something slightly different in that we're discussing episode one. I said episode one. There's only going to be two episodes. So it's probably just makes more sense to call it part one. Um, but we are going to be discussing just uh, the part one of this a TV show. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was going to be split into two parts. If, in case you're wondering, why didn't you just, you know, wait for everything to be finished? Because I got a couple of those type of questions. However, um, discussing only part one has allowed us to be able to make predictions, um, which is a new segment that will be in. Uh, this episode so there uh we <laughs> there's some wild ones um there's some ones that i'm almost sure will come will come through um but yes is it did birth a new segment so i hope you do enjoy nollywood film club discussing the origin madame koi koi the awakening i think part one which I guess it's going to be now. So welcome to Nollywood Film Club. Um, uh, we do discuss Nollywood movies every Sunday, all over a topic. But today we are discussing a Nollywood, I guess, TV series. Um, anyway, we'll come to that. Um, in uh, The Origin, Madame Koi Koi. Tito Pusit Koi Koi. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just watched the Tito video. Um, you can check his channel out. It's a YouTube channel. He does reviews. Um, um, uh, we will be discussing what we like. We'll discuss what we don't like. Uh, we'll discuss pushback if we have any. Um, and then we will do we'll do predictions. And then we'll do summary. So there's a the chunky bit of segments go through. We've just obviously obviously we really. There's only part one, but I think uh, it's going to be interesting for people to make predictions. And uh, part two, we'll come back to see how we've done and on, on some of this. But yes, I'm actually excited to see how this discussion goes. There's lots of uh, things that have come out um, because of this. But um, let's just let's just kick off. Lots to discuss, lots to talk about, um, starting with Vanessa. Vanessa, um, well, this is one. This is one of these weeks where I wish I wasn't the first person to show up. Oh, but okay, um, things I guess I liked. Um, I guess I liked much of the 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 way this was shot. Um, nothing really like. But then again, I'm not an expert on this. But nothing really stood out to me as like offensive with like. The cinematography and like the framing of a num a couple of shots, like nothing really was like offensive to my eyes. So there's that. Um... Oh yeah, I, I don't know if this was like a like like I guess it's a like. I was excited to see. Um... Oh, why is my his name getting out of my head now? I know his name. I know his name. Uh, Di Baba. I know his name. Oh, oh, oh the Baba. <laughs> oh my God, he has an evil name. I, Chukuka, I mean, he was Chukuka, his name. yes, he's Chukuka. Somebody, I. That's the thing. 
I'm so excited to see him. It's been a minute. I think he's a he's been a consistently good Nollywood actor over the years, and he deserves more from the industry. And the industry, you people are foolish for not using him more. Um, was he the one in um from the Man of God? Yeah, he was. He okay. was. He was. Um, he is the better Babatiwa from Skinny Genie Trances. We're not going to mention what Nobet Young did. But <laughs> I just was excited to hear, see him. I liked him in this. I liked the... Even though... Even though some of the execution in the scene where he went to speak with uh, Sister Ruth was a little... Eh, but I did enjoy his interaction with her and like him begging her. Um, literally, I was like, Joe Ruth should have been what this part one should have been called. It should have been it should have been Ruth Joe. That I, I, I enjoyed um him in this. Um we didn't see enough of Sister Ruth to make any any on her performance. But the one scene I liked how much she said without saying anything. Um so yeah the the you know the look in her when she opened her eyes from praying and when he said the thing has come back the abora has come back and then the immediate jumping right back into muttering her prayers because she's not going to deal with that i i liked that scene um and her performance in that scene um as a general i guess i liked um um Irriti doyle's um performance as mother superior not as religious as I would have liked it to be, but we're in the good, so I'm going to skip over that. We'll get to that in the bad. But um, I liked her performance in this. This should have been called a masterclass in gaslighting. Um, every single scene was, there is no war in Basting Say, and I quite liked it. Um, she, again, on, on that note, as a good, she seemed to be the only um, well-developed... <sighs> And that is me being very generous. But the only character in this that didn't feel one note, like it, it seems like a lot of thought was put into Mother Superior as a character. And I guess it makes sense because she's quite central to this. So I don't know. I guess I enjoyed Mother Superior as the, the concept of her, whatever. Um, what else was a good... Some of them, so the sleep paralysis scenes, I kind of liked, um, and I appreciate that kind of angle to this. There's quite a number of people who deal with sleep paralysis. My, um, I think my cousin deals with it, but, and, and I think my mom as well. But um, I guess I appreciated that that was an angle that they took to this. Um, they could have very well just gone with this being premonitions, which probably they are. I don't know. But I appreciate the sleep paralysis angle to it because I, I know when the trailer came out and people were like, why isn't she standing up um, when whatever it is is approaching her and it's just that she can't move. So I, I guess I appreciated that angle to it. Um, what else? What else did I like? Oh, Miss um, Chatterbox. What's her name in this? Is her name Mibuku? The bunker. You mean Amanda? Edna. 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 Edna Loruko, baby. Edna Loruko. That's her name. Her name is Edna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I 
kind of sort of liked her performance in this. She's very much the Tatterbox secondary school babe, so I liked it. Um, yeah, that's it for me. All right. Okay. Last to agree, last to disagree, and uh, we shall get we shall get there. You know um, what? Even me, I disagree with myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to do too much. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for that sir. um to me uh please tell us some of the things you liked about um madam Quaker. hello can you hear me yes okay so um first disclaimer i'm going to come out with um the de- writer and director is a personal friend of mine literally me and him stay on the same estate so most of the time when i'm having my conversations about nollywood is him i have uh, those one-on-ones with Though I didn't see this movie before it was released, I knew when it was shooting. And so, first disclaimer: so anything anybody wants to accuse me of anything, should, should please go ahead. Um, first of all, um, I like the first of all this premise: the idea of using quote unquote. I don't know, should I, I call it an urban legend? The idea of using Madame Koi Koi. Me when I was in secondary school, I used to call it Madame Couscous. But um, yeah, so that thing kind of. Um, created a lot of relatability for a lot of viewers, for a lot of people. So a lot of people have heard about my Michael and were interested to see what this movie was about. I like that. Um, um, first, there's two standouts for me is um, anti uh, anti Doyle. Her performance from this was like you know, was just was just was good. It was it was very good. I I like. Um, I also like this boy the personnel I love to that has now become the worst person. The, the person I want to see die the most in this thing has to be Chooks Joseph as Lasher. Like I don't think in a while that I've seen a character I'm like, okay, anything that happens, anything that happens, I don't want to jump out to prediction mode, but that guy has to die. Anything that does not involve Lasher and his two millions dying, then that's just horrible. Two of them, all of them must die. Um there was um a lot of um I hope your time, um, Mr. C, I have a time limit now. Yeah, so today of all days where there's more sections. Just mark me, just let me know when, I, when I'm done. Um, a lot of things I like um, in terms of um, art design and um, just choice of location. The Having the film, the setting of the film, most of it happening within the school, and just for props and art design, the bunks, the beds, the school uniforms, I liked all that. Um, also for the time period they were setting, they had things like, um, small things like details, like the Volkswagen, and I think there was a Mercedes Benz or anything, small things like that, the choice, the phones that, um, Eritidoy was using in their office. So, so elements like that also worked for me. Um, there's a part, like, in terms of the writing, though, I can still join that in part of my bad section, but it was like, the kind of the character motivations, like, specifically, like, Doyle, like how, why she's basically gaslighting everybody because her motivation is to keep the school open. So these boys, um, the smartest kids in school, we accuse them of rape. rape. Okay, do you want to I'm not sure what happened, but these are the kids that represent me the quiz. Okay, I'm going to let them go. I'm going to just pretend I don't know what's really going on or assume that, like, well, basically for Ibukun's character, is like, okay, I don't know what you want to do with those boys inside the bush, so I can't even speak to what, uh, what um, what really happened, which was just crazy, but it also still makes sense that I think even recently last year, something happened in the secondary school, and the first inherent um, 
thing is to protect the school, to protect the reputation of the school. So a child go, goes missing, eh, there's no child missing. Oh, somebody got raped, eh, we don't know what happened. Um, okay, they accuse you of this, oh, no, no, that didn't happen. That was just, okay, for me, in terms of the writing. In the cinematography, there are some very good, like, camera movements, especially for the, when the girl, um, I, I forget the main character's name, but, like, when she's waking up, there's, like, this thing where the camera rotates, that was nice. Um, there's one particular shot I really love the camera moments when the boys are playing football, they walk to under the tree, everything is in one shot. They walk to under the tree, they walk, then you see Ibukun coming in their background. They walk towards Ibukun, the camera goes 360, then Ibukun stands still, then you can see the Baba coming behind them. That was nice. Um, still doubling back to Chooks, and in terms of his own character, the thing that really tripped me minus his. his Assaults and on the uh, is his lying is the trip about like every time when his character they meet him and it goes from like just he lies in, like zero to hundred the story changes he switches his character and starts lying about what he asked and what is going on that was kind of nice for me I also like the the um, the trigger for Madame Koi Koi whenever she shows up you always have this red lighting coming into place and everything that was also very nice that okay almost like our visual code that when we see that red light we know that okay this is um she's uh, she's uh, in the environment um the also i liked um, something and the editing especially when the kids everybody was discussing about the rumor about the body that he found in school how he went from the students to the teacher to of the video just that part of sequence of that sequence was also nice um, is there anything again? Um, I liked the part when the junior was lying down on that bed, and I'm like, for anybody that's probably gone, I like that was my kind of secondary school. I went to an FGC, and yes, I probably have been maybe in that position where that kid was, and I'm like, yes, that's a real secondary school. That's the secondary school I can relate to. Um, um, I think that maybe also for this uh, when the film ended, this part one ended, I was like losing my mind. I'm like, okay, why did they divide this thing? But I think that it's also still good because this film is uh, they have much anticipation coming into it. I think that just dividing this into two kind of for the people that have seen the first part just kind of build up a lot, a lot more anticipation for seeing the part two, just on a business, just like on a anticipation for the audience that what's going to happen. I think that was nice. And I think I'll stop for now. If I remember anything, I'll come back to it. All right. Uh, thanks, Roger, to me. Um, Elizabeth, please, can you tell us some of the things you liked? Uh, okay, so talking about the things that I like watching Madame Koi Koi, it has to be the nostalgia, guys. <laughs> it has to be the nostalgia, you know, the bongs, the uniforms, the school environment, just... It's very familiar, and I really appreciate that, considering, you know, we've had a lot of Hollywoodification going on. So I, I appreciate that. To the atmosphere. So there's something about the atmosphere that felt... Um, I wouldn't exactly say this is horror, right? I don't think the... It, it, sort of like, there's something that I missed the mark, but there's something about the atmosphere that makes it feel eerie enough especially the editing you know when madame Kwekwa is coming and um and it was a what's her name the old sleep paralysis thing i like the editing there the lighting um and most of the time the the editing for the gory parts even though i have questions 
the supposed gory parts, even though they didn't spare the ripstones, but the gory parts where you know slashes was were happening. I, you know, I don't, I don't mind those. I like that. So overall, the the atmosphere felt eerie, and then maybe the idea of this happening in a small town, rural town, everything really just added to like the atmosphere of the film, the color, the background and all that so what else did i like editing some of the editing actually worked we'll get into some things later but i felt like this was just at the cusp of something right there was something right that i mean it could have been greater but that those things in the colors and the editing that made it almost there i I thought it was good it was done well some of the acting i really appreciate it um what else did i like i think the sound the music let me use the word it works for these like it was fit for purpose there was no spotify rotation going on so i'm grateful don't ask me why (laughs) i just feel like a lot of times like the music just misses the mark but this works this is one of those things all things working together so i think every aspect of this sort of elevates that intending to elevate this film is just right there. Um, I am impressed with the take on this, um, taking on the subtext of, you know, abuse. I don't mind that it's all men that have been dying. Shoot me. Um, the subtext, I really don't mind it. I just feel like, you know, sometimes it's over the, <laughs> on the nose, but we'll get to that later. But I like, you know, I do appreciate the take on this. I think everybody have, everybody has like different takes on origin. I know that this was not what I was hearing. Something similar that I heard in Scoopo, you know, this is just like a similar take on it. So the origin. And most people don't, I've seen that a lot of people didn't like the idea of her, of the koi koi. Look, I know a lot of people were expecting to hear stilettos. I don't mind the block heels that was happening in the late 80s, 90s, koi koi thing going on. And I see that she has one of her shoes lost. So you, you, you've got that flat heel sound and then these eerie giants i personally i like that i i didn't mind i I think it's a different take i think it works for me what else do i like edna (laughs) edna as a as a confucianist she works she has something to say i don't mind i I like to see representation on screen (laughs) Let's have something to say too. So yeah, that works for me. That's the that's all about all my like things. All right, all right. Thanks, Elizabeth. There's uh, there's so much to talk about, and honestly, there's a lot. There's a lot that this series uh, um, has done that brought up for discussion. But yes, I'm glad we're getting into it. Uh, Chinweke, uh, do you want to? Hey, everyone. Um, um, so okay, so what I liked about the movie, I don't even want to use the word liked because I loved a lot of things about it. But I think first and foremost, what I really loved was uh, the nostalgia of it all. Like, it took me back to a happy place. So it was really, it was, I think uh, movies are about, uh, the movies that I remember are the ones that make me feel. And this one made me feel very nostalgic and you can't really go wrong with nostalgia. Um, there was also the performances by, I really liked uh, Edna's character. She was really like, it was, it was very, very relatable. Like you, 
I know someone like I know a couple of people like that. Like and they, a lot of the characters, there were characters you could relate to. It was it was a Nigerian story. It was our story. So I loved seeing it being represented on screen, and um, I also loved the intentionality of it all. Like this was done by someone that knew what they wanted to do, knew how to do it, and then went and did the thing. Like it was it was there was brilliance and expertise on display. Um, there's a lot of things that I really liked. It's hard to really point out uh, everything. But I also want to point out, um, there's this uh, Idowu's character. Um, in the part in that scene, there was this part where his character was showing conflict. Like, it was, he was torn in between uh, pleasing his friends and then the morality of what he was doing. So, like, that particular part, like, that was really... I'm a sucker for subtle acting. So, that was really... I, that really stood out for me. A lot of other things, including the cinematography, as someone has mentioned earlier, the editing, the editing was really, really good. Like, there were a lot of really good things about it. And uh, I love that it also gave us a lot of um, memorable characters from Irriti Doyle's character to Edna's character to Ido Wu to a lot of other things. So those are the things I really loved about, loved about the movie. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Um, Nollywood must change and please can you uh, tell some things you liked okay um what i like about this movie i think i like uh okay i like the <laughs> the main villain in this movie the original miss coco which is lashe i kind of like it's the character and i think it did what they wanted us to you know wanted us to feel with it so is the Original Miss Koi Koi. <laughs> uh, Madam Koi Koi, sorry. So, um, I like that this movie had um, new faces and um, we, they did well. The performance wasn't that, uh, not bad. Performances were not bad. And then the old faces, kind of people we know, they were okay. Um, I kind of like... Uh, um this guy uh, the guy who took the girl the sexually assaulted to the i kind of like the way he performed dead his face you know we felt what he was trying to communicate so um that is what i like about this movie uh, the scene where that boy was lying uh under the bunk <laughs> i kind of i like that scene and it you know it it showed how boarding school life is kind of what I do I like. Um I kind of like Iriti does uh performance, even though I really kind of feel so much about the characterization in a way. But I like the performance. Uh, the sister who was always in the, uh, praying and doesn't talk, I like her and she the performance was okay. I think that's all. All right. Thanks. No, even must change. Um, I think next is um, I'm going to go with Wayne's rant. Um, can we all hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll be quick because a lot of the things that I wanted to say has been said. Um, the things I like about 
um, Madame Koi Koi the origins. First of all, I think I really like the authenticity. Hey, English. Authenticity. Yes. Um, we, I, I think we saw Far From Home recently. Um, and, and I have seen a lot of young adult series. And I think this is the first one I watch that it feels like it's telling my story. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at those, the students, I'm looking at the bullying, I'm looking at the way they look, I'm looking at everything and it screams, like, like someone spoke about nostalgia, it reminds me of being in secondary school. Um, I, I, it feels like a very authentic um, um, young adult story. That's one thing. Um, I think people also spoke about performances. I have seen the guy that plays last year play this exact same. So, if you, okay, if you've not seen this, you should probably see it. It's there's a series on YouTube. It's called. It's on Danny TV that has it. School is basically far from home, and Madame Koi Koi um, fused into one film. And last, the guy that plays last year plays the exact same character. I mean, not as bad, um, but he plays the exact same character in that film in that series, and. Um, I really liked his performance. I like, like people have said, Iriti Doyle's performance. Although there are things about the performance that I don't really agree with, but I, I like the acting on a general. A lot of films we see has bad acting, like the average, and then one or two good performances. But this has, I think, um, good acting overall. Finally, I think I like the... I think someone spoke about premise, so you can ignore that. I think I like the story direction. Oh, okay, let me just really point out. Someone also said this. Since I said there's nothing for me to really say. Someone spoke about cinematography. I liked some of the shots I saw. We spoke about intentionality, I think, like two weeks ago, where we're like, we just want filmmakers to be intentional and, like, put in effort. And you could see in the shots in this film that the filmmakers, the director, um, the DOP, everybody that was involved in this, the editors, there was intentionality, um, they had shots, they had framing, they blocked their shots. You could see that these guys wanted to do these things. It didn't just happen. Um, and back to story direction. I really like the direction they went with the story. Um, I like, um, I think the story was just really, really fleshed out. I like, I don't want to start saying things that I didn't like. So that, um, but the story generally was fleshed out, to be very honest. Um, I enjoyed how um, eventual. Okay, so the person that plays Madame Koko, and I know I know you're giving predictions, but I think it's pretty obvious that it's um, the girl that was raped at the end. I can't really remember her name. Miriam. No, Rosemary. Rosemary, yes. Um, and I like that the fact that when I saw her, the outfit she was wearing um, is the same outfit that that person was wearing in the end when she was raped, and the same way her hair was done. And so, like, I just really like the intentionality to the story direction. Like, all the characters that they put in there were put in for a reason. Um, if you if you pause and check Idowu's um, um, his paper, you will see that his name is just written as Idowu there. There is no surname, and they mention it in the story. Like, have you ever heard him talk about his his parents, his family? If you read through it, there is no mention of family. He just has a caregiver. So it's like the story was intentionally really put together, and I just really like the direction about it. Yeah, um, I can stop now. I'm done. Oh, all right. Thank you. I was on mute. Uh, thanks, Wayne Trans. Um, I, I think next we have uh, a task. 
Hello. So I'm very anxious about saying my good with only half of the story, but let us go. Um, so I enjoyed a lot of the performances. They did do a good job of, you know, curating a, an above average cast with, you know, some people carrying their weight more than others. But overall, the performances were definitely good. I really enjoyed Irritate Doyle. The villains really <laughs> stole the show here. Um, Irritate Doyle gave a really good performance, just sort of being like a quiet menace. She never really yells or raises her voice, but she's, she's really very much um, present throughout the whole story. Um, Last Chess performance was great. He did a good job of switching between being sickeningly sweet to menace, menacing in quick successions. Um, and I enjoyed how the teachers even reacted to it. You can kind of see that they don't buy it, but they can't challenge it too much. Um, because, you know, for whatever reason, Lasha is a favorite. Um, well, because he's good at math, apparently. So, yeah, the cast is on average really solid with those two being my favorites. But some honorable mentions. Amanda does a good job of, like, embodying the the situation she's in, which is sort of like new, trying to find her feet, but also dealing with this overwhelming fear because she's having these nightmares and she you know, doesn't quite understand what, she's, what is going on. Edna does a good job of towing the line nicely between, you know, this school isn't so bad, but also, you know, maybe here are some asterisks um, and just sort of being the friend Amanda needs trying to find her way through, through the school. I enjoy some of the backstory and the connectiveness of, you know, how Lady Quake and the school might be connected, but it's really hard to judge the story without knowing the rest of it. Um, and I like the cliffhanger that it's left on. It does leave you wanting to come back and, and find out the rest. I enjoyed having a school with teenagers who looked like teenagers, were dressed like teenagers, made up like teenagers and acted like teenagers um, and just teenagers, teenagers in school, teenagers in boarding school, specifically from, you know, the teenager under the bed, which everyone has, has mentioned a bit to just in general, how they spoke and how they acted. I enjoyed the commitment to the set design and the connectiveness of the time period they were trying to portray. Um, and I'm very much, my interest is very much piqued by, uh, you know, Traumatica's character being silent and the story of how she lost her tongue as a child. So I'm hoping that's something that unfolds a little later, but Trauma and the older guy, um, he feels more connected to the story somehow. And so I'm looking forward to finding out how, but that's really it for me. All right. Uh, thanks. Tess, I think do you want to uh, tell us some of the things you liked? I think are you there? I'm uh, here. I'm here. Sorry, I'm not. I am strong. Um, this why you the pass you by. This why you the pass you. What did you say? This why I used to skip you sometimes. You are saying that to somebody that is strong. Like my body is aching me right now. Oh, oh, I you're strong. You're not okay. One of those. Oh, you. Mister Caesar. No, 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 no. no. Wow. It's what you repeated. It. I did. It's very I did nice. Catch it this first time. It's very <laughs> nice. You see somebody running down. Sorry, okay. sorry. Mm -hmm. But you can still take your abs when you're and you're strong. It's all right. Mm -hmm. 
It's nice. It's okay. Um, so, <laughs> it's okay. Just live with the guilt. It's cool. Um, <laughs> excuse me. What I liked about the story, I um, as everybody mentioned, um, I will bring up this show because it's ridiculous. Uh, what's the name of that um, young adult show that looked like it was it was an American show instead of a Nigerian one? No, it's far from home. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, like, unlike Far From Home, this actually presents like a, a locally cultural <laughs> secondary school that like Nigerians can understand and kind of see themselves in. I don't know what was happening in Far From Home, but it's, it's cool. It's okay. Um, I liked, the, as everybody mentioned, I also like the editing. I think they did some very good things with the editing. Although sometimes I do think that they might have no, no, that's that's it bad. Sorry. Um the acting was good. Irati Doyle was definitely given yes, she's a villain, but it's a villain that you can understand her motivations and everything. And she was acting very, very like well. The young man Lasher too. The young man that plays Lasher, good. Um I definitely do agree that there was a lot of blocking in this and there was a lot of planning, which is, is good to see that. It's good to continuously see that in in in, in Hollywood because I will have to say this again. Salaperi doesn't have blocking in some of his movies, but this one had blocking, so it's fantastically more better than some of Salaperi movies. <laughs> um... I like the story. It was eerie, not necessarily like horror, how out horror, but like I like that. I like I like eerie because eerie is unsettling, is unset is, is unsettling, and that's kind of the feeling that you kind of want in horror. I'm not well. That's the type of horror I I I more watch than out and out like slasher or that. So I liked it. I really thought it was all nice. It um. The shots of the of the assault made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Which, like, if that's the goal, congratulations, very well done. Um, I like the the so we, the, the what's it called? The costumes I like because it it does give a certain kind of old feel. I um. Maybe the Beatle in 1991, maybe will be pushing it, but like, I mean, but then again, it's an old town, and I don't think they might have had the latest cars if for 1991. So, whoever was doing that, well, well, well done. Um, even finding the bodies, I, I there was some tiny little jokes in this, of, but I think we and it's a team. And this is one other thing I think I've said. Sorry. Film is kind of like composition. I need to know what you're telling me. I need to know the themes. I need to know this. You don't have to hit me over the head with it. <laughs> Leave this open to interpretation. But like, this actually feels like a Korean, a Korean composition of what um, the film, the filmmakers are trying to tell or trying to. Uh, and I especially like the fact where we are now, where we actually now beat the person who can be Miss Koi Koi, 
they introduced her with the red shoes because that's part of their um the the legend and i thought that was a very nice way of introducing the character like something that it's an easter egg that makes sense for the movie you know uh so it's it's really it's really well done it's really well done um there that's it uh, <coughs> thank you oh thanks Anka. oh um uh and uh next a a returning legend uh cynthia cynthia tell us uh some of the things you liked about the origin madame Koiko. <laughs> the iconic laugh. i missed you <laughs> It's so good to see you, Cynthia. Like, she's laughing. You can't, you can't really see her, Vanessa. This I don't is, care. This is audio. I miss you, Cynthia. Get away from you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Um, It's more that brought me back because I was telling more my stuff and she was like, you better come out and say it because she's not going to help me say it. So, yeah, it's Elizabeth that brought me back. Um, So, like, everyone has said, I honestly like the beginning. Like the beginning was very refreshing. I'm talking from the casting and all that. Like I was just like, because I've seen a lot of talk, a lot of criticism on Twitter. I was like, why are you guys hating? Why are you guys hating? So like just seeing um, a new place or we've seen a village, we've seen a school, we've seen the dormitory. We seen the um we got to the office. In fact, for me, my major nostalgia was the envelope. Was that envelope with blue and red stripe? And that's because um my dad was a civil servant and growing up we used to have like carton of those envelopes. So I just felt like the beginning was too refreshing. Um they put in a lot of effort to see if they could set it to 1991, and I do appreciate it. Um, for all the um, talk about Far From Home, um, yeah, same thing. The students look like students. They were on school uniform. They dressed like students. They had a dorm. Yeah, the beginning we had an assembly, right? Yeah, meeting um, the Madame Mother Superior at 6 p.m. It just felt like a school. And it was really, really refreshing to see. I think the beginning was the best part of me, was the best part of the movie for me. Then about Mother Superior, um, I also like her character. And this is because her character, it was the character that was written with, um, should I say motivation? We knew um, she had to go back to back with the state educational board we knew she wants to um, put the school. We knew from the call that um, a school was closed and people were talking and the man told her um, things like um, the rumor about um, students raping, um, teachers raping students, yeah. So we saw a motivation and when she was doing everything she was doing, um, it was quite believable and enjoyable to watch. Um, that was the only reason I liked her character. Her character was probably the character that had a lot of thoughts in writing and it had the kind of motivation that was um, easy for me to enjoy. And even when she was doing a lot of cho-cho-cho-cho-cho-cho-cho, uh, hey, I could like ignore it because um, 
we could see her motivation and we know why she was doing um, what she was doing. Among the students, honestly, for me, it was Idowu. <laughs> I don't know if I like it, Lashi. It was Idowu for me. And this is because um, Edna, no, Edna Talk took me out. It was Idowu for me. And this is because at the beginning or from the assembly scene, we have seen that um, Idowu was the new B because a, person, a certain person graduated. We have seen that um, Idowu was, um, Idowu acted like he was judging himself. Do I really want to do it? I feel sorry for this girl. Um, I don't want this thing to happen. Even at the ending, after the whole rape scene, Idowu like walked out. I, I kind of liked Idowu the most among all the students. And when the first kill happened, I was pissed that it was Idowu that died. Okay. So uh, Mother Superior and Idowu for me. Um, then also, I think they kind of tried to put an effort into explaining why um, Madame Koyker might be killing only men. I don't know. It's just me trying to look for like for them or try to look for good. But I felt like when I showed the last scene and we saw she was raped by men and everything, you understand that. Or maybe I'm trying to think deep. I was just like, maybe um, this is why as a revenge or why she's coming from her vengeance she really hates men and is against all the wrongdoing men are doing i don't know if i'm thinking too much about it but it also tracks that a lot of the killing happened in the same forest that she was raped or yeah maybe i'm just thinking for them but i don't know but it just felt like when i got to the ending i saw the efforts and i was like okay maybe this is what they're trying to um yeah but yeah in all it was just um seeing a school that looked like a school which is debatable anyways but a school that looks like a school with bunk beds uh, we saw them have assembly we saw the students on school uniform we saw the classroom it was mother superior having a motivation of saving the school because the state educational board is closing catholic schools and they're all not necessarily closing. They want to be the one in charge of Catholic schools now. Um, we saw Idowu um, judging himself. Um, is morale, is this thing right? In fact, let me even go and look for this girl. And yeah, I think I saw an effort um, with trying to link the kind of people she's killing and the place the killing is occurring. Um, also, I also like how, um, like Elizabeth said, how uh, Madame Koi Koi was more of the block shoe and everything. At first, I thought she was a werewolf. When the whole um, earring giant um, sound come, it sounded like a werewolf. I was like, ah, Madame Koi Koi is a werewolf. Like, it's a mystery. Nobody knew who or what she looked like. We all know she, it was just a shoe sound and all that, and they were right to pick any shoe they liked. Okay, it's not like um, the heel, the pointed heels was like a big deal then. They were right to pick any shoe they like. They were right to um, choose how they wanted the killings to look like. And yeah, so yeah, that's it really for me and my life. All right. No, thanks, Cynthia. Um, all right. Uh, Mildred, please, can you uh, tell us some of the things you liked about Madame Quick? Hi, everybody. So I'm so proud of the. Uh, crew cast. So obviously, we we fight for funds in this uh, uh, industry, um, and so what I I want to first hail uh, the producers and 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 the director for for 
making use of the little they have to to actually create something that's what watching and is memorable and i imagine that if they got even more i'm wondering what they would even do you know they would even do so much better i really love that fact uh, for nollywood one uh, second the writing story story did i think they did well with what they put out there just like everybody is saying i mean uh, also the intentionality of the production. Um, I'm happy with uh, all, a lot of the set pieces. I'm happy with the cinematographer, which I don't say a lot uh, about uh, our films. Um, the cinematographer did a fantastic job. Um, the director also was intentional from beginning, from the titles, you know, from the font, from the beginning, everything he was doing was intentional. The names being in red, you know, all that stuff means something and he, everything meant something to, to him. And those are the things I am happy about when when somebody takes their time. It's not that they take time, but at least they, 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 they take us into consideration uh, that we want something that is uh, that shows that they actually worked and that they don't take us for granted. So. Overall, the film, I, 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 the series, I liked it. Okay, now the cast. Um, for such having such a short time to direct and all that that we get in Hollywood, I, I think Jay did a fantastic job with uh, the the cast he had because a, a lot of them are newbies and 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 they have to had to have some certain emotions and he he did uh, he did well with them. But for me, Irati Doyle did so well. The girl's mother as well was very relaxed. I liked her. Uh, the lead mother, Irriti Doyle, did fantastic. Uh, she just was doing a dance there that I, I, I really enjoyed. I've tweeted about that. Um, I liked Ido uh, and the nuances. If he's a new actor, he'll go places. One of my best ones as well is the guy under the bed. Um, even though he just, I think he appeared only once, but he, he was just very natural. The rest of the actors did well, but they're going to get better as time goes on. Um, uh, they, did, they, they did quite well, considering um, the time they had. Set design, so intentional. And I love that. Costuming, good as well. Um... I think the last thing I wanted to say was uh, pacing. The pacing wasn't bad as, as well because most Nollywood films, uh, a lot of Nollywood films, that's where we get it wrong is sometimes the pacing. And um, generally trying to, if you are you trying to scare people or, or you know, are you trying to quicken things? What what are you doing with the music? All that stuff. I think they did they did reasonably well there. I also like the the music. It wasn't uh, rude. Uh, it just did what it needed to do, you know. Uh, and it didn't just you know. Sometimes we can for films like this we can start overdoing. 
the music just because we we're hiding, we're, we're trying to use it to scare people or whatever. And there was something else I had tweeted before that I liked the fact that they didn't do the Hollywood line. I know somebody said it earlier that it wasn't about scaring you. It was just about telling a story. And that story is gives you the heebie-jeebies. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's a, those are the things I liked. And I really am happy that they were able to do this because it makes me feel like we're, we're, we're on the right path. It's not just about screaming Nollywood is getting better and better, but people can't relate to our stories. And really, really, you know, we can all relate to these stories. And one more thing, the themes, those rape scenes, I'm sure a lot of Nigerian boys or men now, um, they'll be looking at themselves in those rape scenes because there's a lot of people who who were involved in rape uh, during <laughs> during uh, those days of uh, school. And a lot of them, I'm sure, are watching themselves right now and it's very well put together, you know. So that's it for me. Let me not take up too much time. Thank you, Mildred. All right. Um, sorry if you're trying to join, uh, the, the thing is full. Uh, but you can always just, if you want to add what you like, you can add it underneath the, um, you can add it underneath the, um, the space comments and uh, we will read it out. Okay. So, so for what, what I liked, Mrs. C is going to go after me. Um, I think I've said, I have on my notes, it's one of the best looking film that isn't like kind of orange, um, from, from this year is so we have generally this kind of look, we have this kind of look we, we tend to do. And, and if it's not this orange look, especially like the, the movies that have the big budgets, if it's not that orange look, they tend to not. Um, look uh, great. To be honest, a lot of those orange ones don't look great. But um, I thought this looked really well, and it fits the tone of the movie was trying to tell. Um, a lot of people I have here, they are very good um, cinema cinematography shots in here. Um, I wouldn't say everything on the whole is great cinematography, but like they have really, really good stuff. Um, Ritmi mentioned the one the the one the one uh, one take the long take that um when they were playing football I thought that was really nice and it's it's doing it without calling too much attention to itself which is something else I really um liked there's uh, a shot that I guess a lot less people are talking about is this shot from when she comes it's another one it's it's not that long a take but um it's one where they're coming this the I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether it's Amanda or I think it was Amanda. Amanda is coming from um coming into the hostel. Is that Amanda or Buko? But I think it's Amanda. She's coming to the hostel and the camera is, is is and she goes into she goes to her bunk and it goes from the top bunk and then when her and Edna decide to come down to the bottom the camera just follows her down and it does it so so effortlessly and so, so so nicely um so it's a lot it has a few of these really like great shots that don't shout i'm doing 
like people have mentioned the bed thing. I don't care for that, to be honest, because I've seen that quite a It's not that exact shot, but I've seen similar shots to that. And like, it's something that we've been doing for quite a while. And I'm actually, yeah, it's, it's not my favorite thing, but like it does have genuine um, good shots that are not trying to call attention to itself and that I enjoyed. Um, uh, what else? I thought um, some of the best mixture of it has a um, veteran actors and uh, young actors since uh, living in bondage, uh, br- breaking free. Um, I'm not in love with all of the acting, but I love I, this is this mixture. This is this is how we um, grow the talent, uh, grow the pool, and not have. It's like still having people again. I, I, um, almost par- par- in parallel to living in bondage, the antagonist in that was a, um, a vet, right? So it had Ramsey Noir, and in this one we have Ireti Doyle. Ireti Doyle has really good moments again of um, very good um, gaslighting roles, uh, gaslighting um, performances that people have talked about. Um, uh, there's so many small, small things here. Uh, I think the rosary reveal from um, Ibukun's uh, Ibukun, Ibukun the character uh, when she, just before she's about to have sex, um, that when she takes off her dress and there's a rosary underneath. There's so many small little textures to these things that show that these people um, put a lot of thought in the production of this. People have mentioned the production design. I, I think it's also something that has done really well um i actually think and surprisingly i guess it's not surprisingly i think i know why but um i don't think martha uh, who plays amanda has gotten a lot of credit i thought she was very good i thought some of the dialogue she's dealing with isn't as good as the rest but i thought she was a very um uh, she i think she's one to watch to be honest for the future i think she's she does her role quite well um and i saw especially in my second watch, someone that can do a lot in the future. Um, I have here a return to practical effects. It's been, I can't, I don't know why it's taken so long, but it's nice that we're coming back to practical effects and not overdoing too many um, CG stuff, um, especially the things that we can do practically. Um, so it's nice to see some practical go. Um, um, people have talked about senior Lambasta's punishment. Um, uh yeah, uh, Amanda does some decent scream phases. Um, Mildred talked about score, and most some of my favorite things about the score was actually the restraint. Um, like, and but Mildred also touched touched on that. Sometimes what you can get distracted with is, especially if you have a nice score like they do, is just plays over and over and over again. And this actually showed really good restraint, and it just makes it pace. It, it makes it just feel more effective when it comes uh when it comes on um i love the that i love the thing with uh madame koi koi with one leg uh one one shoe oh, i i love that i love because like now what the sound is is the koi and then they like almost like a hairy foot or something like that being dragged around like a monster's foot being dragged around um i like I like that. Um, I like that. That's you know. That's what you're now going to be hearing 
And I think it's a little bit more, it has a little bit more texture than just hearing koi, 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 which is fine. I wouldn't have complained about it, but this gives it even a bit more personality. Um, and I think, I think that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> Mr. C, is there anything? There's anything I like that hasn't been said. Um, but yeah, I did think this looked like a movie, um, which typically should go without saying, but I want to say you'd be surprised. But if you've been regular at film club, you're not surprised that it's a good, that a film looks like a movie. Um, again, the set design, I liked the school, um, how it was set up, how it looked. Um I liked, um, what did I like? Uh, Mother Superior's gaslighting. Um, I mean, I, I'm still obviously waiting to part two to see where she's going with this <laughs> because there's only so um, so long this particular brand of gaslighting can go on. Um, but yeah, that was um, interesting. Um, I liked that. I liked that the students looked age appropriate. Um, I don't know if I'm looking at my adult eyes, but I just remember like my classmates looking like that, right? I remember us kind of looking like that around that age. Um, like even the boy who plays Lashe, he's walking around with like huge arms and, you know, all that stuff, but he still looks young like 17 18 it's like he still looked young um so yeah uh, as opposed to our Walmart academy students and i said that just because of you mr c because you said we should try not to drag Walmart academy i didn't say try i just said, it's a challenge i just said the challenge <laughs> okay no sorry we can't do that challenge uh but yeah i did like that the students looked age appropriate um i i <laughs> I liked Chumaku Chukuka's casting. Um, I so far our detective has not been atrocious. Um, we have a curse of the Nollywood detective. I think it's just been fine. Um, but we'll wait for part two to see where they go with it. But yeah, honestly, I think for me, I ended part one with I'm bummed out. I have to wait a week to finish it. So I think that's you know, I think that's a good, I do want to see where it goes. Again, just, I'm happy to see, like, I'm I'm happy to see Nigerian stories. I'm happy to see someone take on Madame Koi Koi, anyone who, I want to say anyone who went to boarding school has heard of Madame Koi Koi, but I don't even think you had to go to boarding school in Nigeria to hear the story of Madame Koi Koi in all its different variations, Miss Koi Koi, Lady Koi Koi, Madame Koi Koi. Okay. We've all heard of her. She's, you know, there've been different versions of her. So it's, you know, it was, it was nice to have someone take it and take that on. But yeah, I think that's, that's everything. A few other things people have said, so. All right, yes. Okay, yeah, just want to, uh, just want to also say the environment of the school, yes, also felt like a, the environment of the school also felt like a character. Um, I like that, you know, there's, the out going outside of school, breaking school grounds, going past into bush, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. All right. 
Okay, so now moving to the things we don't like. Um, Vanessa. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is not a disclaimer. This is just a warning to every single person. No, I don't feel do me anything. I'm in my house. You can't beat me. <laughs> just letting you all know. Um. While I appreciate Nigerian stories being told and all the good stuff, yeah, so sorry, guys. This wasn't horror. It wasn't a thriller. It wasn't eerie enough for me. And mind you, I don't even like horrors, right? I it's, not, it's not a genre for me. But if you say you want to scare me, scare me. So sorry for a film, and I said this on Twitter, and someone came for me. Well, not came for me, tried to have a conversation about it. Agree to disagree. But for a film that says it is a horror, and while we are judging this on the first part and not a second part being revealed, and I would just like to say this wasn't promoted as a two parter film, so this was how I went into it. For a film that says it is a horror, the Madame Koi Koi kills were fade to black. I'm, I'm, I'm confused by the, the choice. And there are people saying this was done to build suspense. So sorry. Maybe suspense was built for you. Suspense wasn't built for me. Rotimi said anticipation may be built. Sorry, I'm not anticipating jack shit. Not to be rude, offensive or me. And maybe this has a lot to do with how this was promoted, um, which was nothing at all. Zero promotion was done for this, in my personal opinion. For a film that is about a myth and urban legend that is well-loved <laughs> and perhaps well-feared across Nigeria, the promotion that could have gone into this to, to give this what it needed to give wasn't done. And then you end up watching this and you're like, okay, you guys maybe wanted to do us a surprise thing and have us be whatever. It fell. It dropped. I'm going to move on. Um, I'm going to speak on a bit of the characterization and a bit of the characters that were revealed in this. And I'm going to say this. Granted, there's going to be a second film and maybe we'll meet a bunch of other people. So I'm going to speak only on Mother Superior. I know I said in the likes that she seemed to have, there seemed to have been a lot of thought given to her character. While that is true, she became a broken record 30-ish minutes into the film. We had this one character who seemed like the writers have given all these thoughts to make her a fully-fledged villain have the same conversation over and over and over and over and over again. My ears began to bleed. How many times did we have to hear Mother Superior say uh, the reputation of the school? How many times did we have to have Mother Superior say there is no war happening in Basing, say nothing, nothing is happening in the school. As long as it's not happening here, nothing is happening here. She had this conversation over and over again with different people. Haba, we get it. I get it. You don't need to repeat the same conversation. That precious dialogue could have gone into something else. And speaking about dialogue, yeah, Nollywood... Exposition is okay. <laughs> this is the thing, right? Especially with this genre. 
little goes a long way. There are certain things that didn't need to be explained. Like the characters will say something and then the very next scene shows that exact same thing. Why? Choose one. Are you telling us or are you showing us? Don't do both. It's absolutely unnecessary. And as much as, sorry, Cynthia, I love you. Welcome back. I know you enjoyed, <laughs> I know you enjoyed the first scene. But that car scene was really upsetting to me because it was too wordy. Too many words were said. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the, the kind of relationship I have with my parent, with my mother. That conversation in the car, her mother didn't, um, Bolaji Ogumola, love her, so great to see her. Bolaji Ogumola didn't need to say as many words as she did. Amanda was complaining about moving. All her mother had to say was, you know why we're here. Um, I, what does my father have to say? You say nothing. If the premise of this is my mother doesn't like talking about my father, then don't talk about her father. Don't say nothing. There's, there's nothing to be said. Too many words. And it just kept saying over, the same thing over and over again. Talked about how Lashe and the, the, his crew are the most liked boys in school. And we had that conversation go on and go on and go. It's like, I get it. That's Edna's character. She's a chatty box. But like, it, it wasn't just her. There were so many words, show or tell. You can't do both. They, this, this film did both. Um, and then for me, the most egregious bit of this, and I guess it ties into why this isn't a horror for me, and maybe it's because I just couldn't move past being triggered. And I know it, it has basically become a trademark for film club, and maybe we should get a laurel for this. But every time we have to talk about Nollywood and the indiscriminate use of sexual assault and rape and how it is handled. Is this film about Madame Koikoi or is this film about rape and sexual assault in secondary schools? Because they they spoke about Lashe and his boys doing it, doing whatever, terrorizing the girls in the school. And this is where good writing comes in because th there didn't need to be graphic scenes of sexual mm -hmm. harassment and rape in this, as, as graphic, as, and as many graphic scenes as they were in this film, because they could have just said it. Because Edna said as much when she said, every girl who seems to go around with Lashia and the boys always comes back crying. That's mm. all we needed. Mm. We didn't need more than that. Yeah. And the only, the only scene that maybe, maybe could have had a bearing on whatever this film was, and the only rape scene that had any bearing on what this was, was the final scene with Rosemary being attacked. Because that then is the origin, if that's, is that, if that's what we're doing. All the others were unnecessary, completely unnecessary. And so for me, the choice to go ahead and show fully graphic rape scenes and yet not show Madame Koi Koi kill. What are you doing exactly? How, how, so, so, so was the was the was the point of this because if you're showing rape scenes not caring about about what how this de depiction affects people but yeah you, you you are being precious about showing the kills haba all right all right thanks vanessa um i i imagine this is not going to be the last discussion on this um just move on, to, uh, but yeah, I hear you, and I'm and I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, to me. If you're there, uh, tell yeah. us some of the things you did. Hello, am I there? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So there are a few things. Um, so where are my minutes? 
Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I think like I'm with Vanessa just a little bit, just based on the exposition and the dialogue. The dialogue, so, like, so, I don't know if I'm leaning back into my good side. So, it's like, um, it still happens to revolve around Vettidol, like when she's having the conversation with Baba and Yoba. But a lot of times, like, I just felt a little bit sometimes that the, the dialogue felt that you could feel like it was written. So and there's a weird way that the way that sometimes that um, dialogue happens in Hollywood that doesn't feel is not natural. It doesn't sound natural. It sounds like something that was written, not something that somebody would say. So and every every single um, now and then the guys would switch back either when with the girls switch to Yoruba or the boys switch to Pigeon. So you're like, okay, that sounds like what somebody would say. That this other thing you're saying sounds like a little bit like something that was written. Um, yeah, and also the exposition part a lot. Like, um, I think I agree with Vanessa on top of like which one is showing or telling because it's almost like um, it's that like, some things could just be either from an expression or just um, a if um, a hint as opposed to um, like um, as opposed to actually saying 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 it over and over over again um i also i think around the middle too i like i am um, vanessa's kind of hit on what i was going i kind of worried about was that for a period we kind of kept everything the world was just revolving around vertigo and it was like back forth back to vertigo detectives come back to vertigo she talks to the uh, the care uh, the people in the school the baba sees the detectives comes back baba comes back to talk to her it just felt it was revolving around her and it was kind of funny because this is another thing for me because but i was going to probably put this in my pushback the promotion of this thing kept it's like kind of sometimes i think promotion is a bit misleading and i'm saying this because of this whole because the promotion it makes you feel like we're following amanda Amanda. it didn't have for a film that promoted put a lot of Amanda in the trailers and all the uh, all the time it, it didn't really have the focus was not really on Amanda um once again um the very first time the time when um who's the guy the first guy that's um um my uncle Koi kills is it id or id um the very first guy she kills the students the, the the guy that goes missing from the school i just felt that scene being the very first time i just i didn't like that shot for a film that i like the cinematography i didn't like the setup and layup for how you know, when he was in the bush, I just felt like the camera, if it was like a POV or from the camera's point of view, almost creeping behind him and he doesn't know what's going on or from a first-person view, I think that could have just been a little bit better. Um, apart from the red light coming on, you understand? Um, I don't know. I, I put this in the comment section. Is, I don't know if Madame Kweko is actually a villain, which is maybe in a weird way. I'm probably going to look at that maybe in the second part and see how everything ties up together. I and she feels almost like a what's that word? Um, a this thing. Oh, what's what they call coming in? Yeah, an anti hero. It doesn't feel like that. That so that's also what is kind of when we they they tag things as horror. And this is maybe I'm going to say this more about what I feel that somehow went like where expectations. And I think the expectations are built up from the streamers. And this is my own just a separate thing. I'm, I'm, talked about this before i don't think they know where to put a category for nigeria movies and i say this because nigeria christmas are christmas and we're like it doesn't feel like christmas man of god on easter 
because it's a when you start we do sunday affair on valentine so we're trying to match these things to particular events and everything so we do a banana koi koi oh nigeria horror film because it's just the day after halloween so we say it's horror and we are like it's not it didn't really feel like horror. it was on halloween it wasn't the day after it was 31st it was on halloween okay so oh so that is where they are fitting all these things into because but it doesn't like I said, somebody just says the story. I don't really... When I just started watching, I was like, look, I'm going to take the story as it is, not based on what they advertised it to me as. And that's one of the things that happens, that it comes now misleads people, and they're like, oh, I, I think I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to watch this Madame Koi Koi murdering and killing people. This is going to be this scary stuff. And they are leading you another way, another direction, based on the um, based on the, um, the sexual assault, which now makes, like I said, anti-hero. So, yeah, I'm sorry, anti-hero, then maybe... We're trying to say that um, because she didn't appear until after Ibukun gets raped. So it's almost, and then when you connect it to the end that she got, um, she was herself was raped. It's almost as though that was the that was that was the spark that or, or like that, that was what made her made her come back after how many years that she has been away for. That's when the Baba's like, oh, it started again. So, but what started it, it seems like after Ibuku comes with gets raped, then Madam Koi Koi suddenly appears. So then that's probably creative liberty from the writing point of view to give it another a different origin and interpretation. So maybe in my pushback, I'll be like, okay, well, I'll speak more about that. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for watching me. Uh, no, uh, I hear you and I appreciate the convo. Uh, Elizabeth, please uh, tell us some of the things you didn't like. Okay, so... um. I actually share a lot of um, Vanessa's sentiments. So let me start from where, <clears throat> where I stopped doing my good. Where I did mention the, the choice by the producers or the director or the editing crew or whoever to focus more on the graphic um, sexual assault scenes. And the eerie parts were cut really rather short Apart from the old um, sleep paralysis scenes that feel that has that old eerie feeling, the gory scenes, this, the killing scenes, it just seems to happen so quickly. Like they are trying to protect us, like you're trying to uh, protect the audience from seeing death and gore. But somehow you think that, yeah, the sexual assault, let, let us increase, let's let them have it, let, let them experience it. I mean, not that the entire, it was that graphic, but still. It just feels like I need to, I'm just questioning the choice, you know, to do that. I understand that the subtext here is that you're pulling, you want to talk about sexual assault in whole, and then we want to weave it as a theme into the story. But it's just your the, the choice to go with what. I really question that. And another thing is set up versus dialogue. Vanessa touched on that. Yeah. So <clears throat> rather than set something up, they just go straight into dialoguing it away. This and this is the thing with a lot of Nollywood writing. You see that, like uh, we've not seen the second part, but for most of the this first part, you see that it's the the three structure thing. I hope that we don't suffer the third act course, but you see that there is, you know, a semblance of the structure, right? <clears throat> but the choice to use exposition to finish us. And I think we keep forgetting. I do understand that. I do get it that Nigerian film making storytelling has roots in theatre, and we are sort of like obsessed <laughs> with explaining things. But this is not the stage, right? Nobody cares. We and I. 
it's a disservice when you give your actors so much to talk about that we hardly see them act. And that's why in the good people we're talking about ID's internal conflict. I love that we could see that for him. But what about every other person? Nothing because everyone is talking through their goal, their motivation, their backstory, their whatever. Everybody's just yakking away, you're just talking, talking, talking. Like, and so you're not giving your actors so much to even work with. You're not allowing them shine, except for ID doing that. And, you know, we could see him shine there. But you're not really giving others anything to do because rather than acting, they're talking. So that's one. Another thing is the setup. So <laughs> I find this very ridiculous because. The detectives were not detecting anything. You know why? Like, there's no... It doesn't even look so... Any form of procedure here. This is... Of course, it, it follows some form of... Um, you know, if you look at it in, in, in things, there's a femme fatale, and there is a... What's it called? There, there are detectives here. The femme fatale being Madame Koke, whatever. The detectives really sat in the office, and Baba walked in. I said, yes. So I saw... I said, they're talking. And in that moment, my brain went to three or four other ways this thing could have worked better. Why are we not seeing these detectives knocking on doors? Have you seen anything strange? People are shutting the door in their face. Uh, Oba said we should not talk to anybody. Like, so many things could have happened there where, you know, maybe Baba had seen them and Baba really wants to get the attention. Could have sent somebody to them or they could have apprehended him. Maybe he has been acting sketchy. So many ways this could have gone. But that's the way Baba just walked in and sat, plopped bam, on the seat and said, yakking away again. I'm like, here, to your law, my favorite power. So, and here is the thing, right? Because you're taking me out of this film. I really like the setup. I like the color, texture, everything has been going on. But they just can't seem to stop talking. From scene one, and the talking now seemed so, again, almost stage performance-ish. So now I'm, I'm just there with them, just talk, 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 talk. I really did not enjoy um um irritated does since a lot of people enjoyed it save for a few acting here and there that i noticed after a while she was just talking and i was taken out i'm like good god and so that's another thing about you know nollywood being just uncomfortable with silence like we really feel like we have to fill every space with talk <sighs> okay that's that the next one, the third one for me is the co there, there is no cohesion to this killing. Maybe by the third, by, by this part two, we'll see if there is a pattern. But it didn't really seem like there is a method to Koeko's madness, you know, targeting men drunk, somebody dead, dead, dead. ID, ID's death, we would have thought maybe because he raped, right? Again, we've not finished, we've not completed. So really, there's, so, there's probably so much information we are missing. But for what we have seen so far, ID's death would have made sense right now, for now. But outside of that, the random man drinking, okay, maybe uh, the people that caught her at night, so maybe she didn't want to see men out at night drunk. I don't know. So to me, I feel like there's no question for now. The um, motivation will probably see later. But from what we have been shown right now, it just seems like there's no cohesion to the killing. But the giant elephant in the room, Sha, is the edge of where it's just a lot. Just talking, talking, talking. Okay, Red, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, Can I, I love go? Uh, sorry, but uh, are, you, are you running off somewhere? If, if not, we do. Yes, please. Yes, please. If, if you're running off. Uh, we, are you the, okay. No, you can go. Please, we'll please, back. please. Whoever okay. is before me. I'll, I'll be done in two minutes. So, 
this is why this film club is good because people point out facts and I hope that the people that make the film don't don't take offense because all of this stuff is is on point. I hate to agree with Vanessa, I can't stand her, you know, but <laughs> she's I'm just joking. She's she's right, uh, with most of the things she said and we're sort of all just repeating it. And the reason is Sometimes when you you don't like the car, let's take an example, the car scene where she says there's a lot of talk, talk. Um, I agree with her. And at that point, I was thinking that that time should have been used, a little bit of it should have been used in showing us the surroundings. If you guys notice, we just never saw, I never saw the layout of the school. And these are things you do sometimes when you have good money, you can you can show the surroundings um, while they are talking in the car so, so you can get more into it. Um, now, all this talk, I think, is, a, is the editor's problem. problem. That's, that's, that's why I didn't say the editor editing was that good because there was quite a lot of repetitive stuff. Even I, as a filmmaker, I used to do it a lot. And I remember the person who taught me to stop doing it. If you've said it in the first scene, don't say it again. But we don't, sometimes we we don't do that. And it, that's where the editors need to be good. They need to be able to tell the director, no, we've said this. Edit, you can even edit the conversation so that it, it can be shorter and more coincise. And then you, you move on. Um, there was something else uh, she said, um, Vanessa said about um, it wasn't eerie, it wasn't uh, horror. I, I'm not a horror person as well, so maybe that's why I liked it. Um, I I don't think they should have even marketed it as a, a horror film uh, because I don't think it was. I just think it's a story that is, 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 is a bit, one of those things that is a bit... Uh, weird and and if they didn't do some of the things Vanessa wanted to do I think it it's because of money there's some there's some scenes you <laughs> you know how much it's going to cost you to make it look as real as possible so you stay away from it um I think yes that they could have cut down on 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 some of the violent scenes, but I wanted that rape scene to be shown. I I need I need this thing in in the face of 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 some of Nigerian men because I don't think they understand uh, what this does to people. So I'm very very interested in seeing what happens in the second uh, episode because if those boys don't get it, um, that's when I, I I'm going to be really mad about them, you know, showing a lot uh, of about the rape scene and not punishing the guys. Um, uh, uh, that, uh, there's some uh, production design was very good, but the, 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 oh yes, sorry, what I wanted to say about Ireti. Ireti was so good. So what I, I think they did was they always ran back to her. And that's what, when somebody does something well, you need to remember just to cut them off. Sometimes you don't need it. They, At some point, they went a bit, there was a scene that was so long, and she was carrying that scene. They could have cut it down. 
uh, that's one thing I forgot to say. And, and you can have this opinion without and still say that the film was good. Um, I think that's it. Uh, there's more stuff, but I, I'm not going to take up too much time. Uh, the, the, the cast. So um, the young people, they're still learning. And so they have to learn how to give and take. Um, a couple of them were were just say, were saying their lines, even though they were acting it. It was acting. I always tell people you need to learn your lines so much that you forget that it's even lines. And so when you come on set, you're just listening to who you're acting with and get taking it from them. I just felt that some of the young men just needed to just say their lines out there, and act. they had they had a pre, they had something in their mind that they wanted to act and they were going to act it and it was going to be that way these things are hard uh, you know they had to this the, the actors will grow and they'll get better with it where it's so much natural so so much more natural that's why i said i like the guy under the bed because i felt he just he just became the character uh, so mm. I, I want to see what every one of them does in in future like uh, you said about Amanda, yes, Amanda was really good, but I I think we, uh, the storyline was a bit unfair to her as well. Uh, she almost became a like an observer in her own film. You know what I mean, um, and that sometimes can happen when you forget what the spine of your story is. When you finish shooting a film. You have to go back to the spine of your story and edit it following that spine. Because if you don't, what you end up doing is giving us so much of people who really are not relevant to the final scene. And that's why I think everybody's a bit uh, uh, annoyed at the fact that they kept going back to Ireti. I think Ireti uh, made them a little too too comfortable just keep uh, to keep bringing hand they forgot the spine of the story but let, let's see next week and see what happens and and then maybe we can come back and and talk a little bit more there's some stuff i don't want to say because i don't know what will happen next week you know mm-hmm. that's it thank you for letting me go on thanks mildred uh all right um uh who did we have it was Chinweke, please go on with the stuff you didn't like. Um, hey everyone. So it's been interesting to hear what everyone has had to say about stuff they didn't like because uh, there wasn't a lot of stuff that I didn't like. Um, one thing that I didn't really like it's been already it's already been said was the the sexual assault scene. It felt like it dragged on for longer than it should have. Um, honestly, that was pretty much it. Um, the fact that I have to wait a couple of days for the second part, that's pretty much what I didn't like. Um, yeah, thank you. All right, thanks. Uh, Nollywood must change. Hi, guys. Um, so, uh, I, I'm kind of like touch on some things people have said earlier, like uh, exposition, this movie did a lot of like they, they were telling us things they were still going to show us like um when edna was talking about lache being smart or that and they went to class 
Uh, okay, that reminds me. That classroom scene where the teacher was, uh, when Lasha was saying something, and the teacher said, but because you know it does, does not mean you should disturb the class, you know. And then that guest says something, and the teacher was not saying, okay, she, yeah, she's right. I was like, she teacher in Yomokoto saw me. The teacher doesn't know what he was teaching or what. I was kind of mad at that scene. Like, why would you write that teacher? That uh, teacher, like, like someone doesn't know what he was doing. So, um, then people were uh, talking about uh, the main character, the uh, what was her name? I forgot her name. I didn't read. So, um, I think the problem with this, uh, should I say show or a movie or the movie is that the characters are passive. They are, they became passive characters because in a movie, I, I was thinking maybe the students would kind of add one to two, you know, do one or, uh, you know, had some scenarios together to to know that oh something is going on in this school, like they they are the one who would discover uh, Madame Kokoi, you know, or you know they would kind of you know want to do something to find out what's going on. They are classmates, um, you know. So I, the characters were passive. I there are some characters in this movie that we don't even need, especially the detective. Actually, they might come in later. Actually, but. <laughs> I was I was just like what are, why are they the one you know doing this thing and the students were just there to move the plot or what so um then Dababa being the one telling the story at the end you know I I kind of felt somehow because uh, if the main character was kind of connected to Madame Konko, uh, Koiko in a way I don't know maybe their spirits are connected uh, spirits are connected why can't she be the one you know to find out who Madame Coco is, you make her active, you make her, you know, make it a goal for her to find out what's going on with her. Because she, I, I don't think she ever cared about uh, having uh, those uh, scary dreams. And uh, um, I say this movie was doing too much. Yes, a lot was, too much was going on in this movie. It makes the killing not, uh, you know, like uh, Elizabeth said, the killing was not, uh, should I say they don't relate? A lot was going on, and they wanted to. Yeah, she was killing people in the town. She was killing people in school. I would have preferred if she was killing students, innocent students. Actually, maybe I would care about the characters. I don't care any. I didn't care about any of the characters in this movie. Seriously, the only thing I cared about was that Lasha should not rape the main character. <laughs> that was my only fear. I didn't care about them dying. Anybody could die in this movie, and I would not care about it. I was just worried that Lashe would not replicate. That was why I said Lashe was my Madame Kokoi in this movie. And then, um, characterization of uh, uh, the super mother superior, you know, if you lose a student in your school, you are, I know you are trying to gaslight people not to believe that it was an idea that that, uh, that was cute, but you, there should be like something you would, you know, you'd be shaking, you'd be scared a bit. That was what I said. I didn't like this, uh, the characterization of um, Mother Superior. She was one note. Um, this movie is not horror. Like everybody else said, it's not a horror movie. Because there were more of these rape scenes were more, you know, too uh, visual than the horror thing. It just shows people, uh, someone fought to the ground and then all that. So I didn't, I wasn't scared at all. 
I was just scared about the rip. It was the rip that was that kept me worried. I couldn't even look at the screen. I was just looking away. Um, what else? Okay, I've talked about the classroom scene. Yeah, the teacher saying uh, Lache was right, and the later saying uh, Edna. Okay, what was the? I forgot the main character's name. That uh, the main character was right there. I was Edna. Yeah, which one? Um, Amanda. 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 Uh, yeah. And I felt the dialogue too was just too much. I heard the first thing when Amanda came into the school, she was saying, I don't uh, like this school, I don't do this. It was just so over the, uh, it was on the nose, just too much. She was doing too much. I was like, why is this guy doing too much? Okay, don't just know this is a horror movie. You could make her just come into the school, you know, she just look around, she will see the fear in her face or in her eyes. And, you know, she won't say anything. She'll just be like, your mother might come to you respond to little things from the acting we would enjoy it but you were just saying talking 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 i was just like god <laughs> this movie is so that was my dislikes for this movie all right no thank you nollywood must change all right uh wayne's rants um can you guys hear me or do i need to yes. stop my earphone clearly clearly okay okay so let me make my list i have a list i watched it the first time and then the second time i was watching it I made a list of things I didn't like. First thing I wrote was, this film is not horror. Um, so let's just move past that. I, I, I started seeing it, and um, it's 1991. And I don't know how progressive Nigeria was in 1991, but a single mother um, that's just lost her job, having a car just felt very unlikely, especially because in the whole film, we only see two people that have cars. One is this mother and the detective, and I'm seeing them in this kind of like this woman has Kamado. Um, the there are a lot of plot holes, and I just want to point out um, quickly some of them. Um, the fact that the same students have been representing this school for three years in a row and have won it every time either all the Nigerians, all the schools in Nigeria, their students did that, or there is a fundamental issue because these guys were in GS3 and they won a competition that, um, that is for um, the whole like secondary school. They went again in SS1. The same two people, because they say it's, it's these two people that always represent the school. The same two people went, they won again. They went in SS2. It's like them winning it in GS3 against SS3 students. Is What were they studying? Let's just move on from that. Um, I, the line I wrote was quite the exposition for a mystery. Um, and it's like, I think we already pointed that out. Like, everybody was just talking. Um, the scene where the Malomo radio comes on, it's in English, and it hits me like a slap on my face. I'm like, why is this radio in English? Um, and, and then um, it's, we go to the school, we come back, and the radio is suddenly Yoruba. And I'm like, ah, this multi, multilingual um, radio um, presenter, the lighting of the scenes. I feel like I didn't really know when the scenes were the night scenes or morning scenes. Every scene that was a night scene inside, it, it just looked like morning. Like I could see 5,000 watts of light gushing out from every single window that existed. And and I know we, we have issues with the way we light our scenes, where it's like scenes are not really well lit. But it, I just couldn't tell when it was morning or evening. The only reason why I knew it was night was because people were sleeping. If people were not sleeping there, 100% you would think it's a morning scene. Um, 
Yes, when she called on the teachers, there were six teachers, and like that thing was also very mad. Like, um, except maybe teachers don't attend meeting or something, but six teachers. I went to a to a to a missionary school also. Um, in just one, I had I think twelve different teachers. We had maybe and because missionary schools, it's like it's a thing. They are they are very very in, um intentional about the quality of education that that goes into the school and having the quality of education in this film we just felt like they just kept saying oh we are they didn't you get they didn't really even care about the quality of education nobody actually cares it's just let us go and win the scholars uh, competition with these two guys that have always been winning it and um yeah um Yes, okay, I wrote something. That there, there are a couple of things that are usually like canon when you see horror. You see a lot of like POV for like the characters. You see like jump scares. You see gory scenes. Like it has nothing. Like I, I said it before, but it's like, I just wanted to list it out. Of it. There's nothing that you, you see in this film that makes you think it's horror. Um, another line that I wrote and I'm reading verbatim is like, all these detectives dig back because they don't do anything. They, they, they just, they are just like, um, hi, um, Blah blah. Um, we want to ask you this question. This is like no, but none of our students are missing, and they, they just they're like, okay, this woman cannot be lying. She's saying the truth. Let us go home. Ah, why is this thing so? They are the detectives. You are the police in this scenario. They're supposed to come back. Aren't you supposed to have tell the school to give you like some kind of like inventory of all the students that were in this school? Um, and then aren't you supposed to detect like? Okay, um, and. I know we say we don't want um, the Americanization of of Nollywood, but there are two series that I've seen that are really similar to this. And um, like I said, I watch a lot of young adults um, listening. So this is like kind of like my genre. Um, there's Wednesday, there's Wings Club, and they start the same way. They start with a girl um, being put into this new world um, because of whatever happened in our old world. This new world that has so many things that will later be unraveled by this female character. Hopefully I'm not taking too much time, so I'll try to be fast. Um, they have the same like car coming scene. So if you've seen Wednesday, you you completely understand why the exposition in the scene with her and her mom is so much because Wednesday starts with, I mean, after like she kills, but like the, in the beginning is she comes with the car with um, the Adams family, yes? Um, and yeah. you can see that there was too much exposition Anyways, these people go into this world and you can see that the story is unraveling through the eyes of these girls. In The Wings Club is, I don't know her name, that girl. In Wednesday, it's Wednesday. It's She is learning the mystery. She is learning, oh, this, this. The world is, we are creating this world but through the eyes of our main character, our protagonist. In this story, who is the protagonist? Because we are just being told the story and they make, they make us think they're trying to tell it from Amanda's eyes because She's like she's seen it in her dreams and everything, but she's too passive. People have said that, so I would let that go. Rounding up, sorry, I, I really don't want to take that. Iretis motivation. I, I just, used to uh, just uh, make this your last point. You've you've gone on over time. Okay. This is my last point. I'm so sorry. Iretis motivation. Um, I I don't think it's strong enough in like Wingstop and um Wednesday and other films like this. You see that the person has something they they stand to lose. Maybe they are losing. Um, maybe it's like their whole family has invented, invented, invested in the school or something. But Ireti, um, the character, um, Mother Superior, willing to allow somebody die and willing to allow all of these things go on in this school just because 
she wants this school to keep running, that she doesn't have any financial gain or anything directly in it yet doesn't really make sense. Um this is my answer, so let me just end here. All right. Uh thanks. Thanks, Wayne Rand. All right. Um just going to read some of the um some of the comments that have been coming through. And if you want your comments read out, you can just uh, comment underneath the space. Um, a couple of rebuttals to start with. Uh, Jenna says, I swear it'd be kidding me when the youths... <laughs> hey, God. <laughs> Show your age, you talk like the 1990s and the 1870s. Cars were uh, extremely commonplace in Nigeria. That's years ago, and the single mother um, owning a car was not a big deal. Um Ava says same thing, basically, bros, cars were very cheap. Uh, my mom was a low-level civil servant and I had a car. My aunt was a nurse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, lots of car owners in the 90s. Um, uh, I owned a car in the 90s, too. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, somebody um, said, it was I green? That, um, someone's I green that it's more, yes, it's more triggering than horror. Um, Baba Tunde says uh, they left the horror out of this horror film. Horror is way more than jump scares that quickly fades into black. Favhi says, I wish the dialogues in the school um, were more in pigeon, makes it feel natural for a boarding school. Um, uh, Jessica says, I totally agree. The car scene in the beginning was explaining too much. Those details could have been revealed late in the film. Um, and uh, my tongue technology says this could have been a normal to our long movie. I think some scenes could have uh, been cut short, i.e. essay scenes. Some scenes were repetitive. Not sure why this movie was split in, in two parts. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, where were we? We'll have, we'll have time for pushback, but I, I do want to get as many people on uh, as, as quickly as possible. So after Wayne's round... Right. What's this? Who is next? Who is next? You go next. Yeah. Hi. All right. Thanks, Otas. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So again, I am being wary about making any conclusions until we watch the next part. I believe tomorrow or next. Um. But a lot of things, as far as the origin of Madame Kogkoy itself, don't really add up for me um it's if this madame quite quite it seems like she was present at some point in the past and um you know these murders had happened before it doesn't seem to really play a part at all like the community doesn't seem wary the school doesn't seem wary if this person and these random murders have happened in the forest before you know the students are literally just trespassing through this forest willy-nilly um so that for me is not really clicking and i'm hoping they are able to expand it in the next part but i don't know because they've set so much up that needs to be resolved and so i'm I'm very anxious about nollywood's third part problem and i would hate to have waited one week to then be <laughs> unsatisfied but if the rape of um, Ibukun is what awakens her. I don't understand why. Unless Ibukun is in some way related to this character, it doesn't really make sense that that particular rape is what wakes her up when we've already heard multiple times that there are other rapes 
the school board lady addresses it in the first scene with Madame Superior, where she said, we've also heard about the, the sexual assault. Um, uh, Edna mentions it when she's talking to Ibu Kuhn, sort of, when she says that the every time girls go with them, they it starts out happy and then it always ends, you know, in tears. Uh, so I don't know, unless Amanda or Edna are somehow connected to the Madame Koiko in some way, it's it's just not going to make a lot of sense. Um, I know some people say they like that Madame Koi Koi is, you know, the color and the story, the depth that they've sort of given the character with her one heel there. However, I have to disagree because Madame Koi Koi is a bad bitch. And um, a lot of the myth was that she appealed to, she, she drew you in with her appeal. But that's neither here nor there. I do appreciate the creative direction they went with it. And, you know, so it's not really... It's neither bad nor necessarily good. The horror should have been developed a lot more. Uh, the they spend so much time on adding flesh and color to the the unnecessary rape scene that it, it the, the the actual things that should be scary are just glossed over. You know, the the only scene where they sort of add any color to the horror is when you hear Idowu in the beginning sort of slowly dying and gurgling on the blood and you know the, the eeriness there but that's really it but we have to watch this whole gruesome rape for a in the beginning that adds nothing to the story um that i can see again unless they're somehow connected and it just feels it colors it just feels a lot like a waste like like the time and the color that should have been added to the actual horror is spent on these rape scenes because they're both quite in depth like there's two of them and both of them are so so in depth and so graphic that it just it's it's very much just feels gratuitous like i don't know um, but I think the first rape scene was entirely unnecessary, and this is done after X, unless you can show me differently in two days. Um, and considering these are children, even though yes, children have raped people and ETC, it's just incredibly hard to watch children, people you're supposed to believe are children or teenagers being raped on screen like that. Um, but yeah, I think my main issue with it is that more intrigue and horror would have really elevated the story they were trying to tell. Um, but however, because this is a two-part series and maybe a lot of this first part is sort of just building into the characters, which also I don't think a lot of happens. There's only very few characters who do get any color. I thought I think it would have really stood out in this genre if it had attempted to actually do horror, um, but it doesn't really do that. So those are really my main bads. Let me think. Am I forgetting anything? No, I don't mm. think so. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tess. Anka, do you want to tell us uh, some of the things you had issues with? Anka, are you still with us? Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, so, 
I I had um a, a, um see the thing is this um once uh I'm not gonna say this. I'm so sorry. There is the camera trick where like she the word flips over and then the camera flips and then the girl wakes up. There's been a couple of times where I don't know what's wrong with my phone. Hold up. Stupid phone. Uh, hold on, please. I'm so sorry. Uh uh, hold on. My phone is acting out. I got one back while she was waiting. There was no urgency. That was the last thing I was thinking about that I couldn't. That there was no urgency. Hmm. A kid missing, possibly dead in a school uniform. The student body doesn't seem to care or it doesn't seem to color how the villagers continue to interact with the forest or anything at all. Okay. Anchor, are you Yes. You yeah. Although I did have some issues with the with the rape because it was very, very, very graphic. It wasn't graphic, but, but at the same time, there was something about it that just made it very, very uncomfortable. And maybe that's the aura about it or something. I not necessarily. Um, so it's like very real actions. I also had an issue with some of the camera techniques. Because it seems like it was more for flashy show than just, you know, thoughtful reasons of how to sh shoot it. Like the the three sixty flip over thing. I think he used it more than once, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> like why? Um, I also I also did notice that it was very expositionary. And kind of a little bit repetitive, but it wasn't. It wasn't too. I don't think it was that. It was too bad. Um, some so one of the. I kind of get why Miss Kokoi attacks the people, and from this, I kind of know. Like Miss Kokoi is, this is what. Um, it's a rape revenge. Um, story more than anything else miss kokoi goes after men but men that seems to ill treat and mistreat mistreat women because the drunk guy right was like talking anyhow saying baby this 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 is drunk and he's trying to sleep with a woman and like trying to be and not realize that, that that's 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 not the person should probably be doing that too the the guy tries to steal from an older woman and everything so it seems that this movie is more in the vein of like I spit in your grave and should it be characterized as an horror? Sure it's, it's like on horrific things but I didn't it was it was a little bit too it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as smooth as it should be that's why I would say because there was a little bit too much exposition. There was a, it wasn't, the exposition wasn't eating very well or they didn't seem, I won't say it wasn't, it wasn't eating, it wasn't so seamless that people could not see that it was exposition. Or oh, the repetitiveness also wasn't, it wasn't so well eating that people could not notice the repetition. 
um, some of the camera something after a point of time, it just becomes like, okay, you're showing off that you can do that camera trick. Um, but other than that, I don't think this, this was that bad, you know? I think it's a very obvious type of story. It's a very something. It's very clear why Miss Kokoi is back. The girl, the girl's mother lied to the Oba. And they were like, you shouldn't lie. So because it's so clear, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think this is bad because it just it just it's 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 okay. It's what it's 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 good. I'm sorry, I'm rambling on. Brother, sorry. Yeah. That's that's kind of it. Yeah, like the magical turning. Right. I'm glad that you went to film school. Or maybe you didn't go to film school. I don't know this person. Um enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Alright, take care, Yinka. Thank you. Um Cynthia, do you want to uh go next? What you didn't like? Oh yeah, sure. Um so um this is my personal opinion. Um my city is currently cold, so I'm facing harsh conditions. Please do not insult me. Um, I understand the need of art- I understand what artistic license is, but please do not insult me. It is my personal opinion. Okay. Um, so my first dislike will come from the graphics thing. As I said, my personal opinion. So um the graphic rape thing. So I watched the graphic rape thing and I felt like the writer gaslighted me to bring out emotion with that thing. Why? I was triggered. I had emotion. Going to the movie, I started disliking Lash's character. But looking at it from another angle, it didn't feel like any of the character was well-developed for me to push out an emotion towards them. It felt like because I saw the full closure rape scene, I was gaslighted to give out an emotion that I was not supposed to give out. Like I said, this is my personal opinion. So when I went back to restart the movie and I forwarded the whole rape scene and I kept watching, I just realized that all my emotions were fake and it came from the graphic rape scene. So because of that, I don't know how to feel about the movie for me it felt like they went into, like I was just saying like, okay, like I was talking telling my friend that if they had done the rape, like if they really want the sexual assault to be like a major factor and they did it without going full closure, without going graphic, I wouldn't have also given out any emotion because of the characters. They were all talking. They kept talking about their motivation. They kept talking about their development. They kept telling me everything I want to know. So it was more of um, the rape scene being so graphic that I had emotion in this movie and I don't know how to feel about it. I honestly do not know how to feel about it. So like I said, it's my personal opinion. Do not come from me. Um, the country is currently hitting me with too much code um, and it's really, really my personal opinion. Um, secondly, um, I did not recognize this tale. Um, I know, hey God, I know um, you have artistic license and um, 
you are free to um, write the story the way you like. But I did not recognize this term. I think the only thing recognizable is, okay, Madame Kokoi, and she's killing. But like Elizabeth have said, her killing was so random. I know that tied it to, an, to a forest, but never in my life have I held the tale of Madame Koikoi or Lady Koikoi, and it is not a school-centric tale. Never in my life have I heard that. In fact, I felt like I knew too much about Malomo Village than the St. Augustine Catholic School. So, um, like I said, I like the beginning from the casting down to them showing us the dormitory and everything. But at some point, it started feeling like everything felt like a snapshot of what should be in a boarding school. I don't know how to explain it. But it felt like, um, okay, let's show that a junior is under pressure, put him under the... So a junior is getting bullied, put him under the bunk bed. They show that. Let's show that there is a classroom. They show that. Let's show that there is a one-time assembly throughout the whole movie by 6 p.m. They show that. It just felt like I was going through snapshots of a school and the whole movie was really more about Malomo Village. Like, it took me out of what I would expect a boarding school tale to look like. I felt like I knew more about Malomo Village as an evil forest. I don't know if it was called an evil forest anyways. There's a forest outside the school. Um, there's a woman that is always walking around that forest and she's always carrying um, wood that she has caught. Um, there are people that always pass the forest. There's a police station. Um, I didn't like, I, I didn't, I couldn't tell much about the school routine. I couldn't tell much about the boarding school. I I don't know. It felt like they took the tale from a school-centric tale to a Malomo tale, to a village tale. And it's it was a bit confusing for me, especially because um, there are sometimes I hear the tale of Lady Koi Koi, and the tale goes that if you run away from the school, Madame Koi Koi cannot come and harm you. So, um, yeah, for me, I was trying to balance um, the whole killings happening outside the school, okay? I was trying to balance how I knew too much about Malomo village than the whole um, boarding school where I always thought the tale was set on or the tale was set in. So as I said, it's my personal opinion. It's, um, it's just how I feel. I guess... Um, a lot of people could unlook it, but I could not unlook it because I have never um, come across a tale of Madame Koi Koi that was very, very village-centric and not the boarding school-centric. So um, it was very hard for me to balance it. I know there's going to be a part two. I know from the trailer we saw her um, entering into the school, the dormitory and other stuff, but... Um, our debts and everything from all the tale I've written is also tied to the school. It's very, very tied towards the school and the people of the school, okay, than the villagers. So, um, yeah, so I I probably went in with expectations and I was, um, should I say hot? I don't know, because I had emotion because of the graphic rape thing. So I probably went in with expectation and to me, it was just not what 
I expected hearing because of the tales I've heard, okay, it was too village centric um, for me. Um, our killing was also very random, and I'm here to say justice for it. <laughs> like I've been telling Elizabeth in private. So in a way, was the only student that I said um I kind of like his acting. And when the whole rape thing happened, and I was really pissed she killed Idowu, because um I mean, there were others, the other three guys, no remorse. Why is she killing Idowu? I was like, okay, 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 okay. Isha joined the rape, whether it was remorseful or not, let's forget it. Nice. Then the second killing happened. I understand um, people are saying. Sent what? Your time. Yeah, uh, oh, my time is up. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, so let me just summarize. So, like I'm saying, um, so the graphic rape scene, I felt like I was gaslighted to give out emotion, okay, from the rape scene. I didn't think that if if they had not shown, if they had not shown it the way they did, I would have felt anything for any of the character because they lack character development. Um, I could not recognize the tale. I felt like the tale was too village centric, and a lot of the tale felt um a lot of the tales I've heard about Mana Kokoi has to do with a boarding school, um, a boarding school centric story, okay. And the school felt more like a snapshot of what is happening in the tale, and the village was like having um the whole um the village was like the whole story or the major story okay um killing was random but i guess there's an explanation for it i don't feel any of the character except a um, mother superior had a motivation there were no character developments so that's why a lot of the tension felt for felt forced for me um i got tired of the exposition and yeah that's it all right thanks Cynthia. Um, worth mentioning in the um, there it seems like there's a couple of requests that I can't see to become speaker. Um, just saying, and this is not to get you to follow, but I can't see people who request. I don't know why my space is like that, but if you're not following us, I can't see your request. Um, just in case you don't have to speak, but like if you want to speak, you, you do have to follow. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, so it's Uchena, so I think it's it's you next. Uh you you weren't here for the good. Um I don't don't know how I want to do this. If you are doing if you want to do good and bad, you shall have five minutes. <laughs> so Uchena, Uchena, when you're ready. Yeah, sorry about that. Um yeah, I really I I, I really I'm I'm sorry that I missed the good parts because of um daylight saving time threw me off. But um, I feel really bad criticizing without saying the good part because there was a lot that I really liked about this. I can um, I came in late, but I can see that some people already mentioned a lot of things that I I did like, like that um, that like four minute long single take. You know that was like Spielberg or Woody Allen. You know I mean that was really good stuff. I've not really seen that level of uh, framing and staging in a lot of shots in Hollywood movies, and I was really impressed by that. And um, I just want to say in general that I've always been a fan of Jay Franklin's stuff. I've not seen all his movies, but the stuff I've seen always has a few things that really, really impressed me. So um, much of the stuff that I think I'm going to talk about is much of the stuff I would have talked about is stuff I'm sure that people already mentioned. One thing I'll say really quick that was good was um, this. uh, There's some subtlety to the script in some ways that they're, you know, when 
they make a lot of references to, I mean, with all the sexual assault stuff, people have already mentioned that that was a bit awkward. I'm not mad at it, but I understand it. Uh, I, I also understand how it's a bit much. But I understand how it ties into all these other themes, all these other little moments of the cop ogling the girls or um, the mother superior talking about teachers sleeping with students. There's this whole thing going on about adolescent female sexuality and whatnot. And I think that that is part of the essential um, uh, Madame Koi Koi legend that, you know, that has been going on since the late 70s. You know, I mean, when I think what, what I, you know, I always feel that, you know, for horror to be effective, the most of horror is usually some way, an expression of some anxiety about social change. You know, whether it's Dracula, which, you know, Dracula basically represents the way the nobility is sucking the lifeblood out of the commoners. Or, you know, Frankenstein is, um, is the anxiety about how science was developing in the 19th century to the point where people feared what would happen if a scientist felt that he could replicate God and actually create a man? What, what problems would that cause? Madame Koi Koi represents to me, I mean, when I first heard the story, I heard the story in the early 80s, you know, before I was even in um, secondary school. And when I think about Madame Koi Koi, I always link it to another memory in my mind. And that is being in class um, and they're teaching Bible studies or something. And, you know, in the Bible, the Old Testament, there's all this mention about harlots. And one of my classmates asked the teacher, what is a harlot? And the teacher explained that a harlot is a woman who wears high heels and trousers and red lipstick. So Madame Koi Koi represented that anxiety about... Uh, you know, the sexuality of the modern women, uh, the modern Nigerian woman, and how that was viewed as a threat to society. You know, so that's why, I mean, I just said in one of the comments that I feel that this um, sort of misunderstands the essence of, of, of Madame Koi Koi. Again, the artist has the right to do it anyhow he wants, and the story has um, metamorphed over so many years. Maybe he heard a different version. But Madame Koi Koi is not supposed to be a monster a big hairy monster that is growling and snarling and killing people in the bush. Modern Madame Koi Koi represents the modern sexy Nigerian woman. So I, I wasn't really feeling that stuff about killing people in the bush like an animal. I wasn't liking all the monster noises. And I didn't I didn't like the fact that the um, in terms of sound design, the 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 you know there are different versions of the story obviously. There's the one with two shoes and there's one one shoe. Obviously, they went with the one shoe here, but the one shoe here wasn't coying. It was clunking. You know, it sounded like she was wearing more like a gigantic um, Frankenstein boot than, you know, uh, like uh, uh, um, kitten heels or something. So I didn't, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't I don't really like the way that the apparition has been um, presented up until now. And the sound design in general, I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was I didn't like the score. The score was way too much. There was too much of it at the worst times and the wrong kind of music. I mean, like, you know, just when the detectives are having a conversation in the Mother Superior's office, in the background, there's this big spooky music going on. Why? Why is everything being constantly underlined? Even when people are just having a regular conversation, there's this obtrusive and incongruous music constantly going. 
So um, that threw me off. Um, the, I think some people have mentioned that part with the uh, where uh, she wakes up from the dream and the barrel, the barrel shot. I didn't really like it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to mention it as something I didn't like, as if it was something that I found offensive. But I'll say that it felt show-offy in a way that was unnecessary, especially wow. when the last the last shot of ID was him in repose, and. So the girl's the same position of repose. I think a simple match cut would have been much more effective than giving us that barrel roll. There was just no point of it, you know. Oh. It's not something that it's not something that was, you know, a different. Uh, am I running out of time? Yeah, you've you've run out of time. If you want to just give us uh, a last point or roundup. Uh, last point. Um, let me see. Let me see. Well, uh, I don't know if this is considered a series or a movie that you know movies as, as a movie i just found it unsatisfactory uh in terms of structure i just feel it didn't really give us an arc and yes i know it's been um there's a, there's a second part and it's not as if you have to wait a year for the second part so it, it, it still stopped abruptly i feel that you know there should have been more of an arc and more of a reward at the end in some way and uh more uh revelation about what the apparition we're dealing with here is um, but you know, these days there's there's so much blurring between series and and movies where you get you know movies that come out on streaming um, services that end up getting uh, nominated for both Oscars and Emmys. So I understand that, but still, I feel even as a pilot episode of a series, I just felt rewarding enough. It felt as if they made it as if in uh, as one movie and then just arbitrarily cut it in half at some point. All right, that's it. All right, thanks, Echenna. Um My tongue t- technology says, um, just read out some comments now. Uh, also, Mother Superior is not given religious villain. No. And Toya says, Gen Z says, not gaslighted to give emotion. <laughs> Largely, she's spot on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want to go on about that. I have a feeling Mrs. C will talk about it as she gives us what she did not like about this film. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what he thinks I'm going to talk about. Um, But I think for starters, I don't think this film needed to be two parts. And this might be premature because um, part two isn't out. I don't know what they've put in it. But it's it's a pattern now. And it's, I don't know, I'm going to blame uh, Big Mommy Kemi for this bad thing people have learned. Um, Instead of just giving us one film, splitting it. Um, because again, it's it's a two-parter, right? I don't know why we need a two-part series. It's not a limited series. It's not a long series. Why is this in two parts? Um, and considering how many conversations were repeated, and as much as you know, I did enjoy exclaiming at the high levels of gaslighting Mother Superior did. It really was too too much, right? It was we, we were having the same conversations again and again and again. And if we go to Mother Superior, it's she seems like an intelligent woman, right? She seems smart, very misogynistic, um, just standard, scary, you know, principal Mother Superior kind of person. And I just couldn't, I couldn't understand what the end game was for her. And the thing we were talking about, and Mr. C was saying, well, she's kicking the can down the road. I'm like, yes, but to where? <laughs> because when a whole ass child is missing, I, I just, I just 
couldn't understand a woman that smart. I, I couldn't understand what her plan was because it didn't seem like there was a plan. The plan just seemed gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. But like just at the school. But does he not have parents? What is going? I, I did not understand that. Um, again, it has been mentioned, but I will repeat it because it bears repeating. There was absolutely, absolutely no reason for the rape scenes to be that graphic, to drag on for that long. It absolutely, absolutely did not need to be that long. And we've talked so much about um, rape in Nollywood. And I mean, it seemed like they did want to use it for a setup, right? But again, maybe fine with Madame Koiko's character or the person we think is Madame Koiko, right? But yeah, it, it had already been said these boys are not good boys, right? They do the girls that hang around with them, it ends in tears. Even just honestly, even those boys walking into the room, right? Um, was it Ibukun that was her name? Um, Ibukun looking scared, right? And then we cut to her making her way back out of the room. That could have been fine, right? Because if we're going to fade to black with all of Madame Koi Koi's kills, we can fade to black on the rape. We don't need to drag it out. We don't need to zoom in on her face. It it was just too much. Um, <coughs> sorry. And then if we move back onto Miss Koi Koi herself, uh, I think Mr. C has said he's fine with, you know, the current portrayal of the, you know, in the bush and all that. I, I, I no, um, not for me anyway. Um, I think Cynthia said she thought she was a werewolf, <laughs> and it, yeah, and Madame Koi Koi is not. I don't hear Madame Koi Koi think of the stories, and again, there's artistic license, whatever. But think of someone stomping about in the bush, looking haggard, right? I think Madame Koi Koi is supposed to be a bit of a bad bitch, right? I think the heels should click, even if we're going with just one heel. I think it should click, not stomp, right? Which is typically, which is, I guess it's what makes it hard with her being in the bush and operating in the bush because Madame Koyka would usually be in the hallways and you can click, click, click all the way down the hall. I know there's different variations. I know. I know the clicking no, 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 is... There is, she does go in the boarding school and you hear one heel click and then the, the foot stomp. But that was, that was like her dream. Yeah, yeah, that was a dream. That wasn't one of her actual for real Z's attacks. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So when she was attacking for real, she was stomp, stomp, stomping. And that was just, uh, I don't know, that was off putting for me. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, yeah, my biggest problems was I couldn't see, I couldn't see the end goal for Mother Superior because the scholastic competition, be real, like <laughs> that's not, that's not enough to just not look for a missing child, right? It, it, it show me Mother Superior secretly sending somebody to try and find the child, right? Or find out what happened. Um, not just pretend we'll wave a wand. Is she going to tell his parents that he never enrolled? Like, how good is her gaslighting? Let's find out. Um, what else was I thinking? Oh, yeah. I just, I know there's a lot of things. It's just the implausibility of um, Homegirl having to study with those boys at night in the when they went to prepare for the and Baba saved her and the other girl right Amanda and Edna it's just uh, I've been in boarding school it might not be that important but um, it might not be that important but like Nigerian secondary schools they're not letting 
a girl go study with a group of boys in the middle of the night somewhere, no matter a how. A Catholic school for that matter. A Catholic school for that matter. It's just not going to happen. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Oh, also, I just want to say one thing, and it's <sighs> the thing where M- Mildred said, right? Oh, it was good to like you know show the rapists and like hold like a mirror to Nigerian men. It, it's not. It's not holding a, a mirror to 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 anybody um because again i hated that these boys are coming in rubbing their hands licking their lips and looking evil it's it's this thing that helps separate a lot of people from the actual things they do that are rape or sexual assault or sexual assault adjacent it's you can see oh this person who is doing it on screen is mustache twirling and rubbing his hands together i didn't do that so clearly i'm not like them these are bad people. These are monsters. And that's not me. That's not my friends. That's not my G. And yeah, so I did not appreciate that at all. All right. Thanks, Mr. C. All right. All right. <coughs> so for some of the stuff that I didn't like, okay. Um, let's start with the let's start with the small. Um, I think people have already spoken about the exposition dump. I think the first three scenes were were where quite a bit of exposition done. And my thing isn't, you know, all mo- not all, but a lot of movies do have to have exposition, but like, um, it just didn't feel like a real, con- when it stops feeling like a real conversation, it feels like the movie is stopping to tell you a backstory, like, like a, almost like a prose, like you would read in a novel, you know, like it's breaking the suspense. And like, you can have moments of it where it's it almost feels like a break you know like oh if it if it stops a little bit here and then we go back into the thing or you know there are ways of weaving these things into um into into the story where it doesn't feel um this this heavy-handed so yes when when um when they were doing it it, it literally goes um uh, amanda her mom and then it goes Mother Superior on the phone. It's everybody just giving, all right, okay, we're setting up, setting up, setting up. But like it's doing it in um quite quite a heavy-handed way. And then it was, and, uh, the third scene was, I think, um um talkative. All right, there's that. Um uh, I'm not a big fan of the red light because I, I don't like it. It seems closer to it seems like a dark pink. Um I don't know, like it just felt more. Red light district. Not that I've ever been. <laughs> not that I've ever been, but it just feels like that's what you would see in one of those. Um, other than like evil, it just felt it felt more sexy than evil. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, no king shaming. I obviously, if that's your thing, that's your thing. All right. Um, the other thing, um, I felt like at some places, I'm not sure. Right. If if it was ADR, I guess it's good ADR. But if not, the points where the audio was slightly out of sync with the amount. If it's ADR, it's good ADR. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, it's impossible to batch these things with the mouth. But I almost felt like it what the, the audio was lagging slightly behind. Um, and, I mean, uh, so I have two people's acting. I don't I, I feel kind of bad um, pointing this two people out because they're not bad. They didn't. They didn't take me out of it completely. But Lash and Edna's characters, I thought those performances were kind of poor. Um, Lash's performance, especially, um, he's getting a lot of praise because people hate 
hate him, but like, no, people hate rape, and that's why it's like is this people don't confuse like because he hates you know hates the act of rape and hates people who rape. Don't confuse that with like hating a character. There's nothing to his character. He is a com unfortunately, and you know he can't get better like Mildred. So I I, I don't want to come across because again he's new. I, I don't feel as strong as you know I do with a bit more uh, some of our veterans, but he does feel like he's just picking all the bad trips that he's seen with rubbing his hands and licking his lips, <clears throat> and um and you know sometimes some Americanisms do drop in here and there, which it just it doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, y'all comes up once in a while. Just uh, just I I didn't I did not. Um, somebody said talked about having some of this dialogue in Pigeon. It, you know, and I guess that that would have been cool. It didn't have to be in Pigeon for me, but we could have done without this. You know, it feels closer to Nigerian movie actors when they start. Uh, you know, when they're not as comfortable. This thing. All right, um, Rati Doyle's performance. Uh, I did not love Rati Doyle's performance. Um, for her, I have to say because I hold her to high. I had a high high standard. Um, I thought there was too many. It felt like she was still cooking this character. Um, there were. I, I, I still stand by my good wife. Said she had pockets of really good moments, but too many times it felt like she was she was trying to fill the air, and she was not comfortable completely. And she had this hmm, that thing she was doing, and it, she did it repeatedly. And again, it feels like. A crutch that you use when you haven't, you're not really comfortable in the character you're doing. It just felt like you're, you know, maybe she had more time, or if she, this feels like a first draft irritido performance, right? And I needed like three more after this. Uh, all right. Um, what else? And, and. <clears throat> oh, Amanda, I, I said I, 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 I liked Amanda and uh, the, the the character played Amanda, uh, um, the person who played Amanda, um, I did like her performance. Like, and it, it means something because some of the words, the, the dialogue they give her is just tragic, um, bad. Um, I think the two times she, I can't remember, I think there's two times she's trying to be smart um, where she rebuts, uh, I think there's one, she rebuts Lash in, in class and what she said is actually nonsense. What she's, I mean, like Lash said a bunch of, a bunch of facts that are loosely based and it's, it's a word salad, but her rebuttal doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Maybe it's difficult because like his, <laughs> what he said in the first place, she, she was trying to say what he said was, I don't know what she was rebutting, but it wasn't what he said. And it made me it confused. Was, it was about diamonds and cold and his oh, what, what, was okay, so what, cold. So what, so what Lash said was like, isn't it interesting that even though diamonds and coal are both carbon or something that they can be quite different. That that was, was his conclusion. And then he goes, and, and then her rebuttal was basically, even though that they are basically carbon, they are not actually the same. It's like, that's what he said. He said the one, he was, he was pointing out how, um, even, the, you, know, you know, he puts it on that, or after a lot of uh, heat and pressure and blah, 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 whatever, who, who cares? After Cole goes on, isn't it cool how uh, they don't have, I think, the same uh, electrical properties? That's what he said. 
So I don't understand her pushback but about how they're not the same thing. Her rebuttal, though, was that pressure diamonds. doesn't make cold diamonds. Yes. Pressure right. doesn't make cold diamonds. No. No. No, no, no. Wait. <laughs> okay, go. We will drag your this evening. Okay, okay. I watched this film today again, right? I, I and watched I, it right before this uh, go listen to the part she says yes even though that uh coal under high pressure and blah 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 um makes i think she 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 grants in fact like in fact that part at that part lash says yes so what are you rebutting she grants that part about um coal turning into diamond her whole thing is that no she doesn't oh, okay. Okay. Okay, okay okay wait 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 push back yet okay you, you can push back in a bit go listen to the part first before you you come come and drag this thing with me go listen to that part first before dragging with me that specific part i'm sure you can find it but that's the part i'm talking about and then you can drag with me and push back we're going to push back in in a little bit just after what i'm saying anyway all right uh what's the so yeah um yeah so i can't remember if i mentioned edna's edna's acting edna's uh edna's acting i get that that might be a direct directing problem or directing issue because she came in and she was she was um she was a bit she's clearly supposed to be the talkative person but like she doesn't she's not invested in the things she's saying (laughs) right like somebody who's talkative is talkative because like they they just can't, you know, it's somebody who's in love with all the thoughts in their heads and they just have to get it out. But she just felt like she was like coming out with a script. I, th- I feel like when Mildred was talking about um, some at times actors saying their lines and not listening or this is, uh, I think she's one of the people that can fit into that. Oh yeah. The other thing I was thinking about with, um, with with Amanda was when she came in with a question that she had already prepared so that we can see who's the best um who's the best that the two best people I was like I don't know how she can prepare the questions and also be uh yeah I don't know how she can compete for questions she's prepared and like I expect people to take that anyway those are the two suppose like you know like her sticking it to the guys and I just thought um they fell flat um uh, what else? All right. So the the rape scene. I know everybody's talked about it. We talk about it a lot. Uh, so there's two parts of it. I think I'm going to address that. Maybe hasn't been spoken about as much. The first part is um, there is a way Ibukun's character almost almost forgets. I don't want to say she forgets about it, but like it feels like it's not that important to the character. There is really no weight to it. Um, I think when we spoke about uh, essays the week uh, before, is it last week, week before, um, we talked about like some, sometimes this thing not giving the gravity uh, it deserve, they deserve. And I know like this thing is actually doing a decent job of, of a systematic, I think that's where the strength is in the systematic covering of, of like, of, um, of rapes and abuse, um, but like in this particular one, where it is just as evil and just a black and white rape as 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 they come, um, um, they don't care. It's just we don't care about Ibukun's character, Ibukun the character. Um, she just goes. She just goes off, and then when we need to speak to her again, when Mother Superior needs to speak to her again. 
we are calling we're calling her in to go hey uh, have you seen <laughs> by the way did you, I, I know you said the thing about the rape but have you seen um um you know uh, ld is it ld or what, id whatever anyway but like i don't know if i'm conveying that particularly particularly that well but i felt like ibukun ibukun almost forgets about the rape like there's nothing post we don't see her in the dorm like dealing with any of it or it doesn't have any it, it doesn't have any gravity on the rest of the hostel like i know like she's um mother superior is saying like not a word on this to about this anybody but maybe again in part two maybe it'll come out and something will happen of it but but for how but for how um, graphic it was, yes, I'm with Otas that maybe only a relation to Madame Koika is going to it's 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 how it's going to it's how it's going to sort of make sense. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say was um, I thought uh, I think this was in relation to something that I think Ava said where. Oh well, if he hates the person, you know, like if it elicits emotion from you, then hey, it's done its job. You know, um, triggering people isn't the same thing as um, as like effective storytelling, right? Like if you still have to build a character, you still have to do a bunch of things um, to develop someone, and and like um, if if not, like it's a cheap. What I'm saying is it's a cheap shorthand, and it's not original at all. It's been done to death in Nollywood. Ask Nollywood Film Club members. We have a list of films we can give you if you want about people doing this stuff. Like, it's an easy way to go, yes, this guy is bad. And we get it. So, like, if you want to bring this to the table, you should definitely flesh it out with giving us something else. And just, again, like I said, that doesn't really go into anything else is, is um, as at this point anyway, it feels, um, it feels like a getting triggered for no reason especially like Vanessa said when you compare it to the way that they're doing the deaths all right okay so we're gonna enter into pushbacks I just came out to tell you that you were wrong and that you just made me watch 30 seconds of this movie all over again for no reason all right. okay yeah yeah I was wrong what did she say what did she say what's the quote literally that Okay. What's he says that? that diamonds you know he goes into a whole thing about how diamonds are formed and how it's a great source of energy or whatever and then she says coal and diamond while they both occur under the earth under high temperatures that's where the similarities end coal does not become diamonds due to more pressure so, and is correct wait wait she says coal does not become diamonds they're both made of carbon. All right. Okay. Under the ground, but... I'm going to I'm going to double check this again. I don't I don't think that's what was said. But all right. Um. Anyway, any other pushback? Does anybody have pushback? Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, I was cooking. Um. This was with regards to Enyukon talking, even though she's not here. Bless her soul. Love her. I know she's ill. Not about to kick someone while they're down. But um. <laughs> um. This was in response to Enyukon saying. Um, that the reason why Miss Koiko is back, or Madame Koiko is back, is because uh, Amanda's mother lied to the chief. I, these both push back and just something to point out. Hello, you people wrote notes for us at the beginning of this film. There is a thin veil between the normal world and the supernatural world, and sometimes the supernatural world and the menene menene is open. 
then in the one hour, whatever, whatever minutes of this first part, don't tell us what opened the veil this time around. What opened the veil? <laughs> why, why is she back? Because if, if these killings have happened before and it's the reason why uh, Sister Ruth has maintained a vow of silence for the past how many or do Melu, yet Lashley and his boys have been raping girls in the school for a while now that it is an open secret and Madame Koikoi was just chilling. Dive did not open. Why didn't Dive open? Why is it now when Amanda's mother just made a little white lie? <laughs> <laughs> that the veil is opening. Like, let's be for real. It's not making it, the math is not mathing. I'm so sorry. If someone wants to explain to me how the math maths, go ahead. But the math isn't mathing to me. They just abandoned that whole supernatural bit, which is the thing. Like, they set up this whole thing of the school being a religious school and having supernatural activities occur and then just abandon it. Nothing about the school feels religious. Nothing about the procedures in the school feel religious. You don't see kids going to chapel for any prayers. You don't see mothers. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel any like anything. It's like, what is the connection between the school being a Catholic school and all the supernatural things? Or, or it's being in a supernatural village or a village where supernatural things happen. It just feels very unearned. And I know there's a second part, so whatever, man. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, Wayne's rant. I was having the weirdest time trying to um, unlock my phone. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think Vanessa speaks about this. It's It was a pushback on something Vanessa said when she was talking about um, Madame Koyko, like why she comes back. And I think, it's what I think, um, that they are setting up that it is something that is triggered by the rape. However, like I think Vanessa also says it that, um, so the assumption that there has been no rape since 20 years um, obviously that's unrealistic and then they've probably been raping people before then so why is it this particular rape that initiates that that I don't know why maybe they would answer that but I think it's obvious that they tell us in this story that um, the initial killings of Madame Koiko was triggered by rape and now what causes it to come back is rape and then the second thing I think someone spoke something about the fact that um I can't really remember, but I wrote the pushback. I didn't write the thing the person said, but the pushback I wrote was that she is, um, oh, they were talking about the fact that I think her killings doesn't have like a pattern or something. It's random. It, I don't think it's very random because she's killing people by the cost tree um, that are men. Right? Why is it, why it is not every single man that exists? Um, I don't know, but I think there is some um, pass on to Washington. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. All right, thanks, uh, I, I I have to say, I I've gone to watch the 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 thing again. Well, watch it. I, I saw the the subtitles, and hopefully the subtitles aren't, aren't lying. I mean, but yes, yes. Um, what's his name? Um, Kiniko Lash. Lash says, uh, coal comes into turns into diamonds, and the babe says, uh, this thing. I still think the lines aren't particularly great because what she says is, um, but that's, I think there's a, there's a line in there where she says, yeah, but that's where the similarities end. Is She says, okay, she says carbon and carbon and di 
Waiting, waiting. Carbon and something. Coal and diamonds are both carbon. Menene, menene, menene. She said something about uh, coal and diamonds are both primarily made of carbon formed underneath the earth uh -huh. due to due to uh, formed underneath the earth under conditions of high temperature and pressure. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, that's a little confusing, no? She says coal. She said coal and diamonds are both. Did you science? Science? No, 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 no. I, I get it. I get it. I get. I get. I get. I get it. But then she said. She said, the point is in relation to what he said. She said, and that's where the similarities end. Like, in the in. Yeah. But like, my point is that Lash left it as, oh, they're both similar, but no, they no, don't. No. Wait, hang Lash on. Wait, let me say. Time. Wait, let me say what I'm trying to say first. They're both similar. Oh, like uh, Lash was saying, like, oh, look, um, both coal and diamonds are both similar, but they don't conduct electricity. And mm -hmm. that's what he said. Okay. That's, no. that's why you need to let somebody finish Sorry. what they're saying. He said so, coal like, that's... converts to diamonds under pressure. I know, but that that's... was the thing is it does not. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, like, if the line was just a hey, coal doesn't turn into uh coal doesn't turn into shh. coal doesn't turn into uh diamond that would have that's where it would have ended you know like it should have just hey by the way coal doesn't turn into diamond you you idiot but she uh but she goes into this thing where i, I don't know if number because one it's relevant or what she's explaining it's not relevant because like again so like, let me read the sentence for you because i took screenshots for you for you <laughs> i took like eight <laughs> he says yes coal and diamonds are both primarily made of carbon formed underneath the earth under conditions of high temperature and pressure and then he goes so how am i wrong and she says but that's where your similarities end coal yes. does not become diamonds due to more pressure coal contains impurities like plants which are not found in diamonds which means diamonds are essentially pure carbon minerals also coal is found much closer to the earth's surface than diamonds so, so what it's if again, like, she's hang on, wait, saying. what? No, 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 because like what he was saying was that uh, coal and diamonds don't con conduct electricity uh, the same way. That's the point he leaves it on. It's that's the point he leaves it on. It's the point he leaves it on. This is a small, it's a small point. But that's the point he leaves it on. And that's why it said it, it, it's not well written. I get the point. Like, like what she's just saying is that coal and diamond uh uh coal doesn't turn into diamond which yes yes he was talking a bunch of nonsense to be honest like i said like he was saying a bunch of he was talking no like no like a bunch no no, no. he's saying a bunch of things that uh like uh, this one here <laughs> then that one here then this one here like i said that um the the it was a word salad what he said because like a bunch of things that one really relating i don't you know that's a but but like i when when she was coming up with the rebuttal because what he left it as was hey uh um color and diamond don't conduct <laughs> electricity the same way i thought that's what she was going to be rebutting and that's what oh, that's that's what you. Wait, sorry, can i say something it's not it's <laughs> on you because now she's gonna decide whether she's gonna rebut against she chose to rebut on the nonsense that he was saying. Not, mm. not the thing he left it on. He was saying a bunch of rubbish and she rebutted on the bunch no. of rubbish. He said, he, said one, he, said one rubbish. he said one rubbish and he yes. just... He's a bunch of rubbish. It just, look, 
you guys, all I'm saying is just like, it's just, hey, one host, one host. It's just one person. Just, I'm saying like, if you wanted to write a rebuttal of that line, there's a better way to do it. That's essentially what I'm saying. Um, maybe and maybe you disagree. Maybe you think all of that lines were needed. Okay, fine. All of those, all <laughs> of what you said were needed. Because no, 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 no. There's a part of the, that he didn't say that. No, no. Okay, check the tape. <laughs> no, uh, no. One, one of the things that one of the uh, one of the things I clearly did get wrong was that the um the um uh she wasn't rebutting anything he said she clearly did rebut something he said i just it wasn't it wasn't written well is what i'm saying all right okay uh, uh if nobody has any more uh rebuttals can we move to uh whose hand is up what's this oh right to me yeah i was just trying to say just about this um this particular scene i me, I have no idea what science, what as per diamond or coal, but I just think that the main point of that scene was just to this whole idea that Lachelle was this whole ITK. I, me, I don't know the detail, I don't know science, so I can't speak to whether he was saying dust or not, but the whole fact that he was trying to show, show off in class that he was an ITK to the teacher, after the teacher tried to reprimand him for talking, he was trying to show off like he was an ITK, then Amanda kind of like, you know, challenges him, which Lachelle being the so-called bright guy that goes for the Q, uh, the is not like who is this person challenging me trying to sh take my shine which kind of plays into later where they start looking at okay amanda should be the next target for the assault yeah and i i still like maybe i'm still waiting to see what's going to happen in this the second part to see how this rape really fully ties you know how it comes back because i think it was cynthia that was mentioning about like how it's Seems to be happening. A lot seems to be happening in the village as opposed to the school. So I want to see how it connects to the school. Though I think um, Mommy Dada's um, character was a teacher. Maybe that's the connection there. So part of these things, I don't, I don't know if some of them we have to wait to the second parts to actually confirm the full connection and everything. But like um, somebody mentioned before, the at least there's a method. So there's a method to Lady Koi Koi's killing. First person she killed killed was a rapist second person she killed was a drunkard third person she killed was an armor bar which i'm like i've been saying like, is she really a villain so that's why i'm like my own points are like end of the day anything that does not involve her killing lache and his boys i don't know that's all anything that happens i don't care i've made up my mind that them lache does deserve to die now whether how does that play out into the lady koi koi like all you said before is almost creative license i think that's they are like if they were, were talking about vampires, there are so many different interpretations of vampires. This might be this particular writer's, which is my party, but his own interpretation of what Madame Koi Koi is, what he gives his own reason of how Madame Koi Koi came to be and why she even even appears on the school premises at all. So yeah, so I I is weird because I think I understand what everybody what everybody is saying because the trailers and everything is almost guiding us to oh we're going to get this because they kept showing amanda in the class i'm um, sorry in the hostel waking up so i like we think we're going to get this haunting of the school because that's the way like the, the koi koi me i remember it was almost as though she's haunting the school not haunting the forest but that's what i'm saying that there's more creative license so when i start watching it i'm just like do you happen i'm going to take your story and see where you are trying to go to and go as opposed to what i thought the story should be so yeah that's for me but it's still it's still fine um yeah that's all for now okay all right we're going to get into predictions in, in a bit uh cynthia uh 
Um, oh yeah, so I yeah I just just because I know that there will be a lot of talk about artistic and creative license, um I just want to say that even in vampires movie for every vampire movie there is a rule that everyone follows. Okay, we know that the sun is going to burn them. Um, we know that um they are going to drink blood. Okay, same thing with werewolf. We know that when there is full moon, they are going to change to werewolves. So there is like a tail because the tail is still like that. I'm talking about creative license. I watch a lot of Korean movies and they tell tales. Like I've watched two seasons of Tale of the Nine Tailed. And the two seasons contain like 20 episodes of Korean tales. And even at that, they left the originality. Though they gave the characters some resolution, but they left the originality. So um, for me, I could not recognize this Madame Koi Koi Teo because it was very village-centric, okay? But there's a possibility that part two is going to bring it to the school-centric. Yes, I knew Rosemary was a teacher. I knew she was um, leaving school. Um, the end of part one did not tell us if the people that raped her were also teachers in the school. I just don't know. It felt like I knew too much about Malomo village than St. Augustine Catholic School. And every time I've heard about Madame Koi Koi Teo, this school is like the most important. So that's it for me. All right, cool. Uh, we're just going to, we're going to move into uh, predictions now. Uh, right, so like in, in terms of predictions, there are a couple of things, areas I think we can go, uh, because I think there are some there are some places that have been set. There are things that have been set up, but like um, um, there are things that have been set up, and I'm interested in knowing where you know you can go as well as you want, or as you know what you actually think is going to happen. Obviously, these aren't you know we haven't seen it, or we don't know anybody haven't seen. We haven't read the script. We're just guessing. Um, but I'm interested in people's knowing what like um, Amanda's sleep paralysis is going to end up meaning. Um, Amanda's father, if he's going to play a part, um, uh, ID's family uh, or lack of family, what what that potentially <laughs> or what that potentially means? Um, who's paying school fees? Is this paying? <laughs> All right. Um, uh, badge badge dad. Uh, I can't remember what badge character's name. Badge character's dad, because um, he is a member. Um, I. I that could also come into play in part two, and uh, how Sister Silence became Sister Silence, because uh, I don't, I'm not sure any of these things are actually, um, uh, yeah, this Sister Silence one. Like at the first one, I thought I watched it. I thought there was an explanation, but it wasn't really because she's not there in. I don't think she's she's not there in in the shot we see in the horrific thing. Anyway, so like predictions, please uh, go crazy. Um, a, t- a task. So my predictions again. Um, one of them I think I mentioned earlier, and it's because I, they're just only one of two ways where Madame Koi Koi is suddenly deciding to show up right now, despite all the horror that has apparently gone down in that school. Makes sense is if there is some kind of connection between the original teacher who was killed. Um, either familial or something else where she is sort of protecting um, or suddenly choosing to avenge now um, one of these two girls, either Amanda, who seems to have a deeper connection 
through Madame Koi Koi because she's apparently the only one suddenly haunted by her in her dreams. Um, or to Ibokun, who, who, you know, was assaulted, which then, I guess, would give the assault some relevance in, in showing it. Um, and so that's one of my predictions. And the other prediction I have is that it might not be familial. It might be that one of the boys that raped her was Amanda's dad, which would be interesting um, to pursue. And then my last prediction is that mother, the, the silent lady, Choma Chikas character, may have been the woman who was walking with Madame Koikoi in the, um, the last scene there, which is maybe why her tongue was cut out. Or she saw something in relation to that assault where they, you know, cut out her tongue. But should be fun. Interesting. Okay. No, no. Cool ones. Uh, it's in a, uh, predictions. My I thought it was firmly established that uh, Chama Chukuka's character was the, the nun who was in the woods that night. But um, anyway, I expect that, um, what was his name? Papa Faule. I expect that either him or Baji's father or both of them would probably be the guys who attacked Rosemary in the woods that night. Because, you know, it is uh, suggested that um, Papa Faole had some sort of darkness in his past. And the Mother Superior says that she's the only one who would give him a job, you know, because of whatever had happened in there. So I think either if he was not the main attacker, Bulu, he may have been the other guy holding him back. But I think he's one of those guys. Um, I didn't think about the thing about uh, Badge's father. But since somebody mentioned it now, I do think that... uh, that probably was not a random reference to his father being from there. He's probably connected in some way. So that's what I expect. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you for. The, uh, that's what I'm asking you. What do you think the connection is? By the way, um, uh, Choma Chukuka's character is, she's there, but she's not there for the actual, she's not there for the rape. So that's what I mean. Like she's not, she's, she's nowhere in the show. So, um, and if we listen to what um, Baba says, the Baba says to um, 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 to her while, while she was doing her good silent acting, uh, she, he says, "I'm sorry, I could I couldn't help save you that day." And that doesn't sound like you know that doesn't sound like the scenario that we saw during the flashback in part one. Also. I have to say, is it's weird using Choma Chukuka in that flashback because that's basically the same face because I, I can't even tell how many years ago this is supposed to be. It looked like that was last week um, that that she had, she'd been silent, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that's something that bugged me too. I mean, I thought, I mean, that was her, wasn't it? But I, I felt, you know, on one hand, I was like, I'm glad they did not use a younger actor in that case. I don't like when they do that a lot of times. But I feel they could have given her maybe a different color to wear, just so it doesn't look like. I mean, because you know, it 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 does. The continuity was too straight, where you know, all of a sudden you see her twenty years ago dressed the exact same way she is yeah. in the present. Yeah, I mean, like I I actually would have preferred a another actor because yes, I I, I just unsure about what age 
how old she is now, how old she was then. Like, it's what is stopping me from actually making decent predictions with this one. It's like, yeah, it's difficult to tell how far back. And uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Vanessa. Okay. Right now, I was facing my hands. She's not coming now. I'm eating. Um, okay. Prediction. Um, Otasi's um, one about um, Amanda's father being one of the rapists is one of mine. I was literally going to say that because I'm like, that's the only reason, one of the only reasons why she'll be coming to her in the, in Ninuala, in the dream. Then my one, this is my wildest one, and maybe not as wild. I think Mother Superior is Madame Koikoi. I feel like we're all being very like, <laughs> shush, shush, let me land. I think we're all being like, and maybe me, this is me being generous to them, but like we're being very presumptuous in assuming that the woman who was raped, Rosemary, is Madame Koiko. We're being very, and they maybe they lead us to believe that. But I think Madame Superior is Madame Koiko. And maybe that's the reason why she's gatekeeping, gaslighting, and girl bossing, so that she doesn't give away the fact that she's the one who's been killing people. Are you with me? I love that theory. Walk I'm with sorry, me, because I'm I'm so I, I love it. <laughs> originally, originally, I did not want to assume that Rosemary was was Madame Koi Koi, but just right before these spaces, I was looking at some of the promotional art for this, and you know, um, Omo Dada is listed as Rosemary Madame Koi Koi. So I, I mean, unless Again, that's a fake, unless that's a fake you, out. This is misdirection. Well, this what? is misdirection. They're misdirecting you. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's literally her, sh- her silhouette. Vanessa I Lenin. Don't I don't care. You said, you said we can go wild. I am going wild now. You people are coming for me. Wow, but that's what you're on your side, dear. Don't worry. Madam, serious, Madam, leave it alone. Then, um, as to Badge's dad, I don't know what Badge's dad is, but I think he was. Because I think it has something to do with the Oba and the village chiefs and all the people. Which is why I think Baba Fakule was... I don't think Baba Fakule was one of the rapists. I think the rapists, after they left Rosemary, I don't know. I don't know what he was saving her from. Or maybe maybe after the rape, Madame Koikoi do appear in front of a sister silent, sister Ruth. And then Baba Fakule was passing by. Would they protest her? He then protested her. Maybe... He tried and he failed. See, these are the these are the things, right? I don't know. <laughs> mm. Sorry, this chicken is sweet. I have to swallow it well. You um, make me sick. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what's my other theory? What was my other theory? What's my other theory? Um, Amanda, if if it's not her father that raped my sister Rosemary, Amanda is a descendant. She do descendants of Madame Koi Koi. And maybe she's the... Because you know that in the last scene, which is why maybe my, my mother's superior theory is not right, but in the last scene, alternative theory, guys, you know in the last scene, we see the red lights appearing through one little shield and Rosemary is reaching. She's reaching for it. Maybe Madame, the spirit... The spirit Menene Menene that possesses Rosemary. If, if we are going by the fact that Rosemary is Madame Koiko, maybe that one is tired of Rosemary's body. And because Amanda is a descendant, Amanda is next in line to be Madame Koiko. Abibeko, walk with me. So, <laughs> walk with me, you guys. Walk with me. So, yeah, those are my theories. 
All right. Okay. Like uh said before, I hope it's drugs. Uh <laughs> we can blame this on drugs. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, guys. Blame it on fried rice and chicken. All right, no, no. Um no, actually that's that's it. All right. Um Cynthia, did you want to do Oh wait, yeah, where's and was up before me? Okay, it's just when has already spoken. That's what, right? I think when has already, when have we done predictions? I feel like he has. Yeah, that's okay, yeah, so I began to support Otata and Vanessa because I know when I finished this movie, I was like, nah, Amadan's father is likely one of the rapists. I also thought of the old Baba too being one of the rapists. Um, another thing I thought of was where if Amadan's father is not one of the rapists, it could be that um, Rosemary had a relationship, okay, um, with a man outside school. <laughs> and that man is Amada's father, okay? And it could also be that Amanda's mom is not Amada's mom. So those were like the two predictions I had. But... Um, my old prediction is Amada is tied to Madame Kwekwe. So I don't know if it's because her father is a rapist or her father was the one that raped Rosemary or if it's because um, she's a descendant, okay? So, or she, or her father was Rosemary's lover um, during that time or maybe she gone herself is the daughter of Rosemary that is hidden, but I shall know that um, Amanda is going to be tied to um, Madame Koi Koi, not Ibukun. Can you push back predictions? Yes, we can push back <laughs> It's already mentioned that Rosemary already lives like a nun, doesn't have a lover, doesn't yeah. go out, doesn't do anything. Well, she's going to go but, out, though. But she was dressing to like she didn't want to live like a nun, she wanted to live the other life. No, she lived like a nun, but she dressed how she wanted. That was a but you gotta go on the prowl. She was like, My virginity and your virginity are not the same. same. Yeah, if I am a virgin, I still want to look for husband. So she will find dress yes, look for husband. Yes, okay, she will find okay, well, anyway, but, but Amanda is shy related to Madame Kwekwe in a way. It's either um a father is the rapist, which was my first thought, or um yeah, something something have to do with her, but she is the one that is related, not Ibukun. Second general pushback, and not to Cynthia, is like if that old guy is one of the rapists, then like fifty years have passed because he's old as shit. And then nothing else about the twelve nun will make sense. So, but but it's the only one that knows the story. It's the only one that knows the story. But maybe he's really old. But either way, we're we're speculating, so everybody be wild. Yeah, because like no, again, like what I said is like what's making me. Uh, predictions for me had is is that Choma Choma Chuguska's character just d- looking the same. So I mean, if they tell me that that was supposed to be Choma Chuguska's character like thirty years ago, well then twenty years, it's twenty years. They put it there twenty years. Pr- oh, yeah, twenty years ago. Yes, nineteen seventy-one. So twenty years. Uh, okay. Right. I mean, mm, all right. So. It feels like they it both can't have... be the old man okay. and it can't be Chama And it can't be Badge's father because Badge's father moved before he was born and they cannot tell me Badge is 20 years old. I'll fight somebody. Huh? Oh, all right. Except if he had already been doing playing around. True. Okay. He says his father moved before he was born from the village. Unless he visited the village to do some rapes. 
uh, Badge cannot be twenty. But my prediction is Badge's character will die because he could have had, he's he layering us. Oh yeah, yeah, see, see yeah, yeah, yeah. He left the yeah. village before he was born. Except if he had the child whilst he was in the village first. Which child? But oh, so, exactly. Okay, all right, all right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put the bucket on the glass. Wayne's rant. What do you want to say? Uh, Wayne's rant. You, you. Thank you so much. Um. So firstly, I think everybody's just ignoring Edna. I think there was a shot where um, this girl wakes up from a dream and Edna is awake and sweating. I don't trust that Edna girl. I think Edna is somehow connected to Madame Koi Koi. Hear me out. I think maybe Madame Koi Koi is, is like a spirit. There's like a spirit and the spirit was, um, hey, I woke up. Spirit wake up, Sha. And then it's using Edna. It's used um what's her name before? Um Rosemary before because of the earlier rape. And now it is using um Edna because we don't see who kills those men in present time. All we see is whoever Amanda is seeing in her dream. That is not an accurate um, representation of whoever Madame Koiko is right now. Lastly, I fear that Sister Ruth might have been raped by those same men. Um so the, the film establishes that the most important thing to her is her chastity um, because she's a nun. And I fear that those same men may have raped her. And um, what is this guy's name? The, that Baba was supposed to have protected her, and that is what he didn't protect her from. And um, she maybe she saw, um, what they call it, Madame Koi Koi come out and kill those men. That is what scarred her so much. That she can no longer speak. So, all right, well, that makes sense. Uh, Miss Mrs. C, do you have? Cynthia, did you want to say something? Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Um, I yeah, like yeah, it's possible for her to see those men being killed, and maybe Baba was the only one that was not killed. But I don't know about the men still raping her. Shah, that's all. Like, oh. I don't know about the men raping Sister Ruth. That's all I was going to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have any more predictions. I have a moment. You have no more pre- Which ones are you saying? So when we come back, I want to see who, who, has, who has done well in the prediction game. Watch Nollywood shock us all. <laughs> Look, I, I think we used to do this. We used to do this for do mo- this movie for time, trailers, right? Yeah. Based on oh, yeah, synopsis, with, yeah. right? And usually they always turn out worse than that. Yeah, but like my go-to was always random juju, but like yeah. the juju wouldn't be random anymore. So, <sighs> okay, let's go. Uh, predictions. Uh, this person comes back. Um, ID's missing parents show up. Uh, easy prediction: All the rapist boys die. Uh, Badger's character dies because he's, you know, leering at teen girls, so he gotta go. Honestly, my uncle seems like an anti-hero that I would like to root for at this point. She is taking out the trash. Um, what else is my prediction? Uh, that is gonna have to be, and I, I think it's, I think it's stupid, but I think there will have to be something tied to lying to the Oba because they've pointed it out, they've mentioned it, and why did you lie to the Oba? They've signposted lying to the Oba ish so much that there's going to be ha- there's going to have to be some tie 
to lying to the or between lying to the other and you know shenanigans ensuing. Um and yeah, I don't know, man. I think that's about it. Oh, and I think the third act is more likely than not to carry us where we know no. You just be predicting war. All right, okay, all right. Um uh, uh, I saw your hand up. Yes, I was. Yeah, okay. Can I go? Yeah, sure. Hello? Um, I think Lashay is almost, is going to at least attempt to rape, rape Amanda. At least attempt. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to succeed. And I think that might be the time when Madame Koyko will kill him. When he's attempting to kill, try to rape Amanda. Um, um, what else again? Um, I, there's, the rapist might be connected to the Oba. I don't know. I think that's well out for me because I don't know why this, this connect, that's also a far thing. Why was the connection? Why the whole thing about talking to the Oba, unless there was some connection between the rapist and there has to be something that's connecting the Oba, the rapist, and the school. All those three things to um, the, the village and the, the people in the school. Um, we are going to probably have to see the connection between Amanda and Madame Koikoi. We definitely have to, we have to see that she can't just be dreaming about Mama Koikoi just out just like that. There has to be a connection. I it's maybe most likely has to connect has to do with her father because that's the only thing that makes sense why the father is out of the picture. So yeah, those are my own three predictions. Okay. Why are people who have already made predictions and putting their hands back up? Uh, uh, all right. Atas? Vanessa's hand is up first, but my prediction, I was going to say that I think Madassa Kira dies and I hope it's a good death. It has to be. It has to be. She's she's actually technically worse than almost everybody because she's give, providing cover for all of them. It has to be. The, it would... You know... You know what I'm about to forgot to add. Prediction is that Bukun kills her, but hopefully we'll see because she hasn't had much reaction really to the rape or mm-hmm. denial or the gaslighting. So I'm hoping she snaps. One of the bads I forgot to mention was like I felt like I, one of the great things about horror is like you know you get interesting kills and like but like no the deaths so far have been I know like we kind of talked about them blacking out but like at least if you know, we found some limbs completely missing or just, you know, spread apart or something like that. Just give us variety in these in these deaths. Um, let's find one without, come on, you know, anyway. Yeah, this, so I forgot one thing. I think, um, sorry, Cynthia, Cynthia's character, Cynthia is going to talk. She's going to eventually talk in the next concluding part. Yeah. Who is Cynthia? Event Rosemary, please. please talk. No, no, no. I I don't want to talk. I'm just saying he said immense Rosemary. <laughs> oh shut up. It's my it's, sorry, it's my my time for my one last wild theory. Because I feel like I'm the only one who is taking it there. You people are just you people are being to stay. I forgot that Mr. C asked who is uh, Ibukum's my parents. My last wild theory, and everybody walk with me. Mother Spirit is Ibuku's mother. Ah, 
Remember what we're judging. Nothing has happened. Otherwise, <laughs> they have come. Most has happened because she's his mother. <laughs> they have no way of communicating with her, so they don't know what has happened yet. But uh uh-uh. uh. But you know, but you know who the father is? The uh, reverend father that she was speaking with on the phone in the beginning. I'm sorry, there was a bit of like, <laughs> so the reverend father and the reverend father. That's spicy. Cook, cook. There was a bit of like, on the phone, you guys. Oh my god. Cook with me. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own. I'm sorry. I don't. I work with asylum mates. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. This. This. This is fun. Let's. Let's go into our summaries. Yes, wow. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's make them quick, please. Um, you guys have tried to be honest, but it has been a fun space. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, Vanessa, kick us off with your summary. Okay, my summary. This was a bit underwhelming, um, especially as something that was purported to be horror. It wasn't scary nor horrific. Um, there was too much of a focus on the sexual assault, especially the one that had nothing to do with the origin. Um. Also, I get it, they split it in two, really didn't need to be split in two, because then, I don't know, there was a a bunch of exposition that could have been cut apart and scenes that dragged on for too long that could have been made shorter to make this film fit into one. All right, okay. Thanks, Vanessa. Uh, Richard, do you want to give us your summary? Yeah, I enjoyed this. I like the fact that we are making stories about our urban legends, um, I think that I'm happy for the like the new actors and um, and I also like some of the performances and some of the camera work. And um, just on the side note, that like because I know the struggles of people actually producing like trying to produce anything in Nigeria, it does kind of like um, some of the just touching on certain things. Like we just see the assembly once, the dormitory once, the uh, classroom once. I just know that those are limitations for the people that they are trying to put the things together based on the finances that they had. I think I even have a video I posted on my page where the producer was actually talking about that they couldn't even pay some people their actual fee and had to strike a deal with them. So most of the time, maybe that's also what changes these stories. Like the way we expect them, they have to be rewritten to fit what goes into the production. But yeah, overall, I think I, I think a lot of people, ordinary audience people, not necessarily people, in the room like enjoyed watching it and i hope the the second part just lives up to what the expectation has built up that's all all right do you want to give us your summary Mm. um i don't really not really i'll just pass Uh, it's been interesting just to listen to everyone thank you (laughs) okay all right um uh wayne's ranch Okay, um, summary. Um, first of all, if we are, if we are going to cook films like, um, not films, series like Far From Home, then I think we have to lodge this one at least. Um, it, it feels, like I, like I said in the beginning, a very more authentic take on a Nigerian experience. Um, one or two issues there. I would recommend this. Um, I also don't think there should have been, it should have been two parts. doesn't make sense that we have to wait. Um, but generally, the story is okay. The acting is above par, and um, the only thing that you just tell whoever you are watching, they are sending this film to watch is this is not horror; it's just a nice story. Apart from that, yeah, it's all good. 
All right, no, thanks. Um, thanks, Wayne's Rads. Uh, Atas. So I enjoyed the originality of the story and that they're telling a new story because, you know, it's been needed and it's refreshing. I um, enjoyed the acting. I am very hesitant to give a summary one way or the other. I'm hoping part two gives us a reason for why it's two parts um, and why part one was sort of underwhelming in the horror department. So it's going to really need to kick ass. But overall so far it feels like an underwhelming attempt on horror and it suffers from nollywood's gratuitous use of rape and sexual assault while very much minimal minimalizing the quote-unquote punishments um or retribution that that is being i guess served or shown here so it's I'm not going to give it a rating right now, but it's hovering around the six or seven, depending on what happens in part two. Okay. Uh, thanks, Atas. Uh, Cynthia? Yeah, so for me, in summary, uh, my feelings towards the guys' characters had nothing to do with um, them, their acting or their character development. It was just an emotion that came from me watching the rape scene. Um, so I felt I was gaslighted to be emotional while watching this movie. Um, I did not recognize the tale. Okay, it's still on me. I feel like I learned too much about Maluma Village rather than St. Augustine Secondary School. Um, they had too much exposition. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to see how Amanda is related to Madame Koiko. If not, ah, I don't know, Sha, but it, she just has to be. She just has to be. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Sensia. Mr. C? Yeah, I think my summary is watch out for part two. Let me see what happens then. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I, I enjoyed a lot of this. The first time I watched it, um, it was uh, like at 75% concentration. And I, I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, a lot of the feel. I enjoyed a lot of the shots. Um, my second watch, you know, I think sometimes I said the some, the worst thing you can give Nollywood films is your attention. Um, some things start to fall a bit, and the, the, some of the dialogue just uh, stick out a little more. But I think overall, I am enjoying it. Uh, I'm very much wary of how we're going to land this plane, given it's Nollywood. But uh, I am overall happy that it exists. All right. But, all right. Oh, wow. It was, uh, so I knew it was going to be a long one. But thanks, everybody who has been, able, who's been with us. Thanks for joining us. Um, obviously, I don't have to tell you what we're doing next week. We meet again, but the part two of uh, the origin, Madame Koiko, drops on Tuesday. So uh, watch out for it when it does. And uh, we will see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Uh, we'll watch out for those predictions and see how much Vanessa's um, predictions come, come true. You guys don't realize that Nollywood might just do. Me. I guarantee you oh, some God. of the tweets we're going to have are going to be crazier than Vanessa's. I can Thank almost you. guarantee that it's, it's almost going to be, it's almost going to happen. 
But anyway, that's how we do. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed listening and would like to join live, just follow us on Twitter at Iroko Critic and join us every Sunday, 6 p.m. West African time on our spaces.